The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Wow, there's a lot again today, as with pretty much every day, I guess, in this day and age. Used to be, you know, 15 years ago or so, sometimes there was a slow day. Mm-hmm. You'd be struggling for stuff to find and talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it hasn't happened for a long time. Mm-mm. I'd say since Obama. I, I, don't, I don't know that there's been a slow day <clears throat> in the last nine years. Yeah. I mean, you literally cannot keep up. You really can't. <laughs> it's, it's pretty amazing. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Some of the things that we'll be covering today uh, include we we still haven't gotten to that uh, syntax on soda in Seattle. Got to talk about that. That is incredible. Yeah. Um, a big immigration raid on Seven Eleven, which is a strange place to do an immigration raid. It seems to me. Um, but we'll uh, we'll get into that. Also, Stephen Hawking's ridiculous climate change warning. Love that. Uh, we even have audio of his uh, uh, of his warning. Now, either today or we may not have time for this, but Kelly Clarkson is under fire right now from the left for spanking her kids. We'll get into that. That's. <laughs> I mean the the left wants wants you to be able to choose to to murder your baby, but you can't discipline them. <laughs> can't murder uh, go ahead and murder them you know sweep them from your life completely but uh you know don't put your hand on their bottom uh when they've done so- something wrong don't well, do when that when you say it like that i know it makes it sound silly doesn't <sighs> it uh also the president wants to take a strong look at libel laws uh that is frightening uh here's here's some of what he said yesterday. On a separate front, we are going to take a strong look at our country's libel laws so that when somebody says something that is false and defamatory yeah. what about someone, that person will have meaningful recourse in our courts. Hmm. Uh, by the way, something that already exists. I don't know if you're aware of that. We already have libel laws. We already have uh, laws against uh willfully lying about somebody to hurt them uh it's it's difficult to prove but it, it has to be that way it has to be that way and you've you know certain people are able to say certain things about politicians because it has to be that way but he doesn't like it he doesn't like negative things said about him and so he's obviously trying to stop that mm-hmm. if somebody says something that's totally false and knowingly false that the person that has been abused, defamed, libeled, will have meaningful recourse. Call Ted Cruz. Uh, he huh. was abused and and absolutely meaningful, meaningfully lied about during the campaign by Donald Trump. That is give so him a call. Cool. He's got some recourse now. Uh, Donald Trump is on his side now. And this is pathetic. Does I this mean, not- come on now? How many times has he done that to people? Absolutely. But doesn't this feel like? Boy, if I ever become president someday, I'm going after libel laws because I'm tired of being lied about. See, this is a big deal. Uh, yes, we, it is. We, we can't let this just slide. Uh, this is 
direct First Amendment stuff he's talking about here. Our current libel laws are a sham. No, they're not. And a disgrace and do not represent hmm. American values or American fairness. So we're going to take a strong look at that. Wow. Uh, what does that mean? Want fairness. Uh, you can't say things that are false, knowingly false. And uh, he does be all able the time. to smile as money pours into your bank account. <laughs> okay. All righty. Uh, I mean, there's so much there. Mm-hmm. It's hardly even though. I mean, and and it's just, it doesn't help to discuss it even because you know his Trump supporters are so adamant about Trump that uh, they're fine with that. I'm sure. You hope this is one fine of those topics that just kind of fades away. Hopefully, nothing comes. Well, he's this. brought it up several times now. He All brought right. it up during the campaign. He brought it up. He, he's brought it up again. I mean, this is his strongest statement since he's been president on libel laws. Look out! I, that is a First Amendment issue that you can't mess with, and we already have recourse for slander and libel. We already have that, and it's not a sham. It's supposed to be difficult to prove that because you don't want to hinder free speech. You don't want to end free speech. Speaking of which, Twitter, but this is a private company. They can do this if they want, but everybody who is conservative should know about it. There's been rumors that Twitter has been shadow banning politically inconvenient users, users that they don't they don't like their politics. It's been confirmed by a source inside the company who spoke exclusively to Breitbart Tech. His claim was corroborated by a uh, senior editor at a ma- major publisher. Then they did an undercover thing with, with Twitter employees. They all said, yeah, we do it all the time. And it's mostly against Republicans. Uh, Twitter maintains a white list of favored Twitter accounts and a black list of unfavored accounts. Accounts on the white list are prioritized in search results, even if they're not the most popular among users. Uh, meanwhile, accounts on the black list have their posts hidden from both search results and other users' timelines. So when those users post something, they think they posted it. Well, they really didn't because it's blocked from being seen by anybody. They don't know they've been banned. They've just been banned. And so they just think nobody responds to their stuff. It's despicable. They're a private But again, it's not the government doing it. It's a private company. And to me, Twitter needs to feel the repercussion of this. This is wrong. And shouldn't be supported by conservatives. If they don't want conservatives, conservatives shouldn't support them and their crappy their their crappy company. It's stealth. It's known as uh, sometimes stealth banning, hell banning. But they look for uh, one of one of the uh, and we're we're trying to get the audio ready. Uh, but one of the Twitter employees, one of the engineers, said that they do this based on algorithms and they look for keywords to shadow ban you and so if those keywords are something positive about trump you could be banned if it's america is another keyword you can be banned america leads to a bit when you write something about america what does it tell you about these leftist douchebags this drives me out of my mind among the users complaining of shadow bans are sci-fi author and alt-right figurehead vox day I don't know who that is. Geek, culture, blogger, daddy, war pig. And uh, popular pro-Trump account, Ricky Vaughn. League of Gamers founder and former World of Warcraft team lead, uh, Mark Kern. As well as adult actress and anti-censorship activist, Mercedes Carrera. 
have also reported that their tweets are not appearing on the timelines of their followers. The pattern of shadow ban reports, which skews toward the alt-right, populist right, cultural libertarians, follows close on the heels of Twitter establishment of a trust and safety council packed with left-wing advocacy groups and Islamic Research Center, the Wahid Institute. Perfect. Yeah, this is the company we should be supporting. Uh, For close to a year now, Breitbart has covered Twitter's march towards uh, political censorship. They've been denying it until now and uh, saying that that that's not the case, but it obviously is. So just, you know, take that with a grain of salt. It's tough to do any kind of media without Twitter, right? It's almost impossible at this point. Everybody loves Twitter. What, 400 million people are on Twitter. And so we have accounts. We use them all the time. Love to get your tweets. But this is despicable. They haven't banned the words um, mouse or rat, have they? Because that's typically what I'm tweeting about these days. Yeah, so far, uh, so far, the answer to that is no, That okay. I've, uh, as far as I know. Okay. All right, we have, we have some of the undercover work where some of these uh, Twitter employees are admitting to this. Take a look. Say for the pro-Trump thing, and I am anti-Trump. I was like, oh, I just I banned this whole account. They'll go to you, and then it's at your discretion. And if you're if you're anti-Trump, you're like, oh, you know what? I'm almost right. Let it go. The idea of the shadow ban is that you ban someone, but they don't know they've been banned uh-huh. because they keep posting, but no one sees their content. Nice. So they just nice. think that. No one's engaging with their content when in reality no one's seeing it. I, I don't know if Twitter does this anymore. How do you know if it's a bot and not another person? Oh, use machine learning. You look for Trump or America and you have like 5,000 like keywords to describe a redneck. And then you look and you like parse all the messages, like the pictures, and then you look for like stuff that matches. So is it going to like ban, essentially ban certain mindsets and or people who could be negative? Yeah. No. It's going to okay. Five. I, I love the my favorite line in that is they look for five thousand keywords to describe a redneck. Mm. A, a redneck, according to whom? Wow, this is. I mean, this is dangerous territory. They're not banning ideas; they're banning talking. Yes, the very right. last line there. Right. Come on, we're not banning ideas; we're banning talking. <laughs> okay. All right. This is um, like you like you started off. You start off the segment by saying this is a private company. Yep. They okay. can do what they want. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you completely. And you know what? Someone else can try to compete with Twitter and call it free speech Twitter or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's the market. Twitter goes out of business. This is yes. bad. I'm looking forward to that day uh, when somebody with a different mindset than the people who run Twitter uh, goes up against Twitter. Wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're not thinking large enough here, Pat. It's not a private company thing. We need a law. See, what we need to do is we need to uh, take a, a, a strong look at our libel laws. Mm-hmm. Maybe we just get it. And our shadow banning laws. Right. Let, no, let's just get it codified by the president of the United States, and then nobody can worry about what they type. Right. It'll be covered. I mean, y- you know, they've been talking l- lately. I've seen a couple of stories. Could they ban... Donald Trump. Could they ban President Trump? Absolutely they could. They could if they wanted to. There'd be quite an outcry and a backlash. I hope they do because I'd love to see that backlash. 
against Twitter. Well, they deserve it. They said they are not going to ban the accounts of any world leader. So that's that's apparently their not stance. openly anyway. Maybe right. they could do this shadow ban exactly. thing, so nobody will see his tweets. I, well, considering how many retweets the man gets, no. Yeah. But it, seriously though, they're gonna keep banning people that you, you'll never know, and you're, you're shadow right. banning. Right, you'll never know. And uh, I wouldn't know if they shadow banned me. I just think, well, apparently nobody liked that tweet, and nobody liked that one. And as much you're such and a that one prolific. And, I, and I'm such a prolific tweeter that uh, <laughs> surely we'd know if you stopped. Right, tweeting. Right. Yeah, I mean, doing so much. Yeah, we'd eventually be. Mm-hmm. We'd catch. We'd catch on to the fact that we. Yeah, been we'd banned. say, Pat. Right. Normally, you're you're tweeting three dozen times an hour, <laughs> and today you haven't tweeted. <laughs> there are people. It's that been tweet. two weeks, and you haven't tweeted a damn thing. What's uh, going on? Trump's got to tweet three dozen times an hour, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. It's got to be pretty close to that. I think. Yeah, especially when he has some bad Mexican. Oh, man, keep coming. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Well, the air inside your home. You're kind of trapped with it right now. If it's cold outside because you're not opening up your doors and windows and letting air f- flow through. So it's 100 times more polluted inside than outside, which is saying a lot because some of the air around uh, this nation is very, very polluted. So that air trapped inside with you all winter long can cause sickness and allergies and unnecessary wear and tear on your HVAC system, which can lead to a lot of problems and a lot of money. So resolve to breathe better with FilterBuy, America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. They carry over 600, 600 different filters. Plus, they can custom make one for you if none of those 600 fit yours. All shipped free within 24 hours, and they're manufactured right here in America. How many companies can say that? Just a great company. It's FilterBuy. When you set up auto delivery, you'll save 5%. And then you never have to worry about when to order filters again. They show up automatically. Save money, save time, breathe better. Filterbui.com. That's filterbui.com. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here. Welcome. Thank you for being here. 888-933-93. Pat Gray Unleashed. It's been a tough couple of days uh, with the president, frankly. Uh, Between the libel law thing and the immigration situation where he seems to be backing off policies that he was really strong on during the campaign. Um, uh, A little bothered. Especially since we were just saying... How many great things he's done during the first year. So it's kind of disappointing. Um, a legislative body in Stanford, Connecticut has finally taken, taken some action that everybody needs to pay attention to and consider doing in their own community because how many people have been hurt uh, by gender pronouns? Hmm. Uh, it's, just, it's more than you can count. Legislative body in Stanford, Connecticut Remove gender pronouns from its written rules. About time. They voted last week to remove he, she, and his, her 
from its rules of order, replacing them with specific titles, including president and clerk, uh, which is, yeah, finally, finally. How many people had to die before Stanford, Connecticut finally made this change? How many people? Too many. And every time his and her or he and she was read, another person died. And uh, so thankfully they've, they've taken action against that. What took so long, though, is what I'm wondering. I don't know. Because, I mean, like, they're going to look back. I guess. Hate. Yeah, they're, they're going to look back at this time and, and say, man, what took them so long to ban pronouns? What about the other thousands of cities who have not yet <laughs> removed gender pronouns? They'll get there. From their rules of order. Yeah, you give it six months. <laughs> the change, this will surprise you. The change was, was proposed by three Democrats last November, um, including Ravine Mathern, who's the state's first openly transgender elected official. Well, you got to have one of those. You, you have can't to. have a town. You have to. So like, like, it's a prerequisite mm-hmm. now. It's an act to acknowledge the members of this board just as in each of our districts and the city at large cannot always be described as he or she, Mathern said. Hmm. Stanford is the Stamford is the state's third most populous city. 130,000 residents. Uh, it's a fairly, it's a fairly affluent town. Um, and so you don't want any of these rich people driving off the road when they hear rules read with he or she in it or his or hers, smashing their Mercedes into a tree and dying, uh, because it's happened. I'm sure hundreds, if not thousands of times. Yeah. They need every last penny from taxpayers they can get up in the northeast so democrat board member benjamin lee said it's a modernization gendered pronouns are no longer used as often in legal documents or legislative documents this measure will make stamford's governing body more welcoming inclusive and accessible to people of every gender identity as it should be according to anthony creasy Every gender, all 92 genders are going to be welcome in Stamford, Connecticut now because they don't say he or she, his or her. I think you're being conservative. I think it's uh, it's a little high. I mean, I think we're up to like 132. I I, honestly, I I do. Seriously, have you heard that? Yeah, I did see a list. Let's see. Number. How many? Genders. Hang on. Let's see. Number of genders. I mean, okay. First of all, Google, screw you. There aren't two. Well, this Google one, has not updated its algorithm. My first answer, 63 genders. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 63. Yep. I uh, see that, but I know... Now, that- Facebook, this, this, of course, this is from February 15, 2004, so it's old. Oh, yeah. It's, we've come what a long way. What each of Facebook's 51 new gender options mean. <laughs> so, 50, just 51. I don't think we're over 100, Keith. Okay. Well, yeah, and I'm, I'm seeing I don't think that, we're over uh, 100. Um... I'm coming up uh, that same number. Shame on me. Um, I like this. 25 plus answers. Scientifically, how many sexes, genders are there? Let's see what that's. There's 46 answers to that. Uh, And the first answer. answer. The first answer is first things first. Sex is a biological concept. Male or female. Gender is a social. Gender is a social construct. Yeah. You lost me at it. Man or woman. Uh, It's not a social construct. It's biological, both of them. Uh, Now we can handle the easier one first. Sex was not invented by human beings. Nature stumbled upon it a long time ago. Oh. Having individuals with two sets of genes and crossing them over producing blah, blah, blah. Uh, Doesn't really answer the question. 
<sighs> gender. Here's a great answer. Gender is between your ears, not between your legs. I'm sorry. Say that one more time, please. <laughs> I don't want to. No, I don't want to. It, it's going to be a sign, no, so it doesn't matter what you, if you want to repeat I'm it I'm not going not. to repeat yeah, it, okay. so do whatever you will, but I'm not going to repeat it. Gender. Secondly, genitals are just one part of biological sex, and actually, they're not the most important part. Uh, I mean, okay, the world has gone mad. Stop the world. Stop the world. I want to get on. Remember that song from Extreme, Stop yeah, the World? from the Stop greatest the world. era in music history. Yeah, I want to get off. No, it was not the greatest era in music history, but great band. Okay. And I miss him. And that song sums it up. Stop the world. I want to get off. <laughs> Genitals are just one part of biological sex. Shut up. Well, there's so many quotes. Shut up. Today. Let's go to Neil in Arizona. Hey, Neil, you're on the blaze. Well, honey, gentlemen, I have talked to you before, and, of course, uh, breaking off from the Second Amendment that I called about with the uh, person that I knew that had a conversion and back in the 80s, and we had to refer to as it because we didn't know what to call. Anyway, <laughs> that's inappropriate nowadays. So I can get in trouble. Yeah. Now, this uh, shadow stuff, I could get in trouble for that, too. But what about the Second Amendment being uh, diverted by background checks, the government and people putting together a shadow situation where they discourage or stop you from buying firearms or taking them away of course with this uh new (laughs) this new uh smart machines Mm that uh balance of information uh they want smart guns what about the people that turn them off when they don't think you should have one because you said something out loud or on the Internet, and uh, now you're denied your Second Amendment rights because they think it's appropriate to take it away, remotely or uh, physically. In other words, uh, somebody coming to your door. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole thing boils down to that we're looking at a future of are we genuine, honest, straightforward human beings, or are we subject of a control mechanism? Yeah, I mean, no, all those are dangers. Appreciate it. Thanks, Neil. Uh, definitely those exist we have the technology to do those kinds of things um and we have that technology right now i don't think they're being done but yeah it looms out there and that's why that's why we've got to be the watchdogs that's why we can't just sit back and say oh well eh, don't worry about it he's talking about libel laws and strengthening those no and we can't just take things like this from twitter just don't support that uh fortunately the Twitter shadow banning isn't the government shadow banning. When it when it gets into the government, that's a whole different thing. And that's when you, I mean, you really have to take a stand. But you can take a stand against a private business, too. We just don't. Uh, Josh in Oklahoma, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat. Thanks hey. for taking the call. Hey, um, I was wondering about those folks in Stanford, if they were going to remove all adjectives from any kind of Forms, you know, legal documents, applications, uh, you know, school document, you know, uh, you know, school applications, anything like that. Because if they want true equality for every human being, then we need to stop asking any question on any application that would identify somebody that they could be discriminated against by. Absolutely, absolutely. I hope they're going to be in. Uh, I hope they're going to be really thorough on this thing. And, and we, mean, can't, we can't ask any questions of anybody about sex, about race, about age, no. about anything. 
right? I mean, not at all. That's the only way you can be totally fair here. Absolutely, it's it's bothered me for quite some time, honestly, since high school. Whenever uh, I had to fill out the standardized test and it asked what my race was, you know, why does that matter when I'm getting the same education as the kids sitting next to me? Right. Why does it matter that we have a different race? It will, you know, what's our score in the test? That's what matters. Exactly. Although, appreciate it. Thanks, Josh. We had a story this week from a professor who says that uh, that is racist. (laughs) What Josh just said there is racist. You shouldn't just expect their test scores to be the indicator of whether or not they're qualified. Oh, okay. Well, what else should I take into account? Their environment? All right. Interesting. 888-900-3393. Pat Gray Unleashed. Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns. On the Blaze Radio Network. Can you believe it's Thursday already? Seems like we sh- it, the week just started and already it's almost over. I have to talk to Stephen Hawking about uh, the fact that time itself has sped up. Yes. I wonder what he'd say about that. I think the Mandela effect works its way in there somewhere. There's that too uh, that we just found out about yesterday and I'm already all over it. Yeah? Yeah. I'm, all, I'm, I'm really uh, concerned about the uh, uh, new... Stephen Hawking climate change warning as well. Oh, goody. Yeah. He, he said President Donald Trump's decision to withdraw from the Paris Climate Agreement, it's doomed the earth to become uninhabitable. Gosh, darn it. Dang, oh, darn, darn, oh, What's darn. Up, man? Whoa, easy. Dang it. Oh, darn. You're getting really stressed out about I something. I am. That's... I don't want the earth to be uninhabitable. Hmm. What if it's uninhabitable really soon? Then that kills all of us. Hmm. He repeated his warning. The physicist and climate change said climate change deniers. Well, uh, let me let me play his words oh. uh, directly from the computer that he speaks into or whatever, types into, and here's it. Here it we is. are close to the tipping point where global warming becomes mm-hmm. irreversible. Wow. Trump's action could push the earth over the brink uh-huh. to become like Venus with a temperature of 250 degrees. And that's, he's talking Celsius here. Okay. Oh, so I thought he was talking about the oceans. Nope. Uh, <laughs> Trump's action pulling us out of the Paris Climate Agreement, which, by the way, didn't change anything. It, it, it was hopefully going to keep the temperature from rising more than four degrees or something in 100 years, I, I think was the deal. It still went up. More than they they think is okay. It still didn't even do what they wanted it to do. But because we pulled out of it now, uh, we're going to be like Venus, which is, of course, second second planet, the planet second closest to the sun. There's Mercury, then Venus. So mm-hmm. Venus is really hot. Mm-hmm. 482 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm-hmm. 482 is what the what the Earth could be soon. T- tipping point, though. Tipping point. Yes. We're at that tipping point. sulfuric acid. Climate change is one of the great dangers we face. So not just 482 degrees above zero, 
but it will also rain sulfuric acid. Oh, I want to see that. <laughs> I don't think you do, Mr. Oh, Malinak. Okay. That would hurt. Heads up. It's one we can prevent if we act now. If we act now. Uh-huh. But we By gotta denying act. the evidence for climate change yeah. and pulling out of the Paris Climate Agreement, uh-huh. Donald Trump will cause avoidable environmental damage to our beautiful planet, wow. endangering Damn. the natural world for us and our children. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so that sounds like a track on a Radiohead album. Um, by the way, uh, it's gonna snow in Dallas in about three hours. And you know what that's about, what? right? Climate change, global oh, warming, global. It's gotten so hot that what it's cold the, in Dallas. What about the two hundred and fifty degrees. Well, that's that's gonna make it so hot that it it brings sulfuric acid, and then it'll become cold again, or something. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. I don't know, but I also know. Here's what I do know because Stephen Hawking told me. Uh-huh. Not only could it be 482 degrees, but there could be wind speeds of up to 223 miles an hour on this planet. Apparently math is a social construct as well. Uh Uh-huh. 223 mile per hour winds and sulfuric acid. Do we get like... like What kind of of windshield wiper are you going to (laughs) get to deal with that kind of... Mess. That's a mess, I tell you. What we're my windshield get. wipers won't be able to go fast enough to wipe that stuff out of my field of vision. Right. Will my air conditioner work well enough to keep me safe in 482 degrees? I don't know. I just. I don't know. I want to know. We're going to get warnings from the National Weather Service. Uh, expect uh, partly cloudy skies, but there's a warning: sulfuric acid rain day later on uh, after about 2 p.m. Good lord! Uh, it's so. How can you? Is this guy supposed to be the smartest man in the world? Are you serious? It's going to be 482 degrees because we pulled out of the Paris Climate Accord? Shut up. (laughs) Come on now. We're close to the tipping point where it becomes irreversible. And we're going to become like Venus. (laughs) Come on now. Climate, and he, he keeps saying this just like Obama did. Climate change, one of the greatest dangers we face, and it's one we can prevent if we act now. That, you know what? That flies in the face of most of these climate change boneheads. Most of them say it's already too late. We're just trying to mitigate the damage for a while. But eventually this is going to overwhelm us because we waited too long already. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> I wonder what gender will be left standing. I think it's going to kill all 72 genders, we like, like or 56, NCAA? or 35, whatever there Let's are. Let's settle on 64, and we can do like an NCAA tournament bracket. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who's going to survive? <laughs> stupid. It is so stupid. Hmm. Again, stop the world. I want to get off. I'll tell you who else doesn't make sense uh, in all of this. And uh, unfortunately, uh, it's... Some of the Trump personnel right now trying to defend him and his immigration policies. Kellyanne Conway speaking with uh, Chris Cuomo, who I don't like and is a flaming liberal guy and is not fair to conservatives. Well, on occasion he is. There's been a couple of surprise occasions where he has been. Generally speaking, though, he's a shill of the left. But what Kellyanne Conway was saying yesterday in denying that Trump's policy has changed is just insanity. He had the president walk into that meeting and say, look, the wall can mean different things in different places. I'm open. I'll agree to whatever you guys come up with. Do we actually have this on video? Yeah, we do. 
Yeah, we can, let's watch yeah, it on video, video, too, so we can watch it and listen uh, to it and really enjoy it yeah. to the fullest extent. <laughs> Here's Kellyanne Conway with Chris Cuomo. You had the president walk into that meeting and say, look, the wall can mean different things in different places. I'm open. I'll agree to whatever you guys come up with. You realize That's that part of this is mountainous. Some of it is... River, is it, no, no, wait, not do me. I realize. There's a do physical you realize wall. There's technology. When the president was promising, it's going to be a big new wall all the way across. I'll build it in a year. People said exactly what you're saying now. And Thank he you. shook his head in defiance and said, no, not me. That's these other guys. They're saying they're going to compromise. Not me. Big brand new wall. That's what he said. It's not a metaphor. It doesn't mean offense. It doesn't mean censors. It's not it's a metaphor. A it's a physical he structure. Changed. You know it. He, he changed in the meeting. Republicans say it. The Democrats say it. <laughs> now, you know what's changed? You know what's changed? That he has said that in order mm. to do a deal on DACA, it includes the wall. It includes an end to chain migration. It includes an end to the, ver- the visa lottery system. And what bothers a lot of folks out there, it sounds like including you, is that you're going to get your main tool against him out of the way if he, if he surprises you and actually does a deal on DACA. He promised transparency and accountability. Even people at CNN, other places have said they can't, they never witnessed anything like that yesterday. Your colleague Wolf, no, your colleague Wolf said yesterday that he really appreciated the transparency. I hope you do too, as somebody. I did too, because it gave you an opportunity to see where the Democrats are and their rigidity, the Republicans and their rigidity, and a president who agreed with the Democrats and then agreed with the Republicans and then said he'll sign whatever they bring to him. That's what I saw. We're not rigid. We're not rigid. The president has said all along what what has happened. (laughs) I, you know what? Just, he's right. Mm-hmm. He's right. Yes. He's still a leftist. He's still a nut job, but he's right in this case. And Kellyanne Conway, I mean, Trump could say that uh, the sun shines at night, and she would defend the fact that he never said that. He didn't say that. That's not a change. That's not what he said. And she would look you in the eye and say that he did not say that, even though you're playing the, the audio and video of him saying it. I, I, the the way they can deny reality and truth is just really disturbing. Always has been. Why are we being bombarded with all of the things that we didn't like about Trump? All of a sudden now, it's all just pouring out <laughs> after such a good run. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. I mean, he had to say good things about him. And now this is all everything we warned about. All mm-hmm. the things I didn't like in the first place. The lies about people, the lies about his stands, the lies that he hasn't changed, all of those things. Come on. Stop denying reality. <sighs> wow. So what he said was, we don't need a 2,000-mile wall. That's what he said. There's natural barriers. There are other impediments. We don't need 2,000 miles. We need a, quote, fairly good portion of the wall. Well, that is not what he said during the campaign, and everyone knows it. I think he's starting to get some pushback from people like, you know, people who loved him unconditionally all this time. And so he sort of jumped back on the wall, on the wall fence yesterday. <laughs> A reporter from the Washington Examiner asked him about this bipartisan bill that didn't include wall funding. And here's what he said uh, about the wall then. Washington Examiner. Yes. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, Yesterday, in a 
meeting with lawmakers, you said that you would be open to signing just about any immigration deal that that bipartisan group of lawmakers sent to you. Right. Would you be willing to sign an immigration deal that ultimately does not include funding for the border wall, or would that be a red no. line for you? No. 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 It's got to include the wall. We need the wall for security. We need the wall for safety. We need the wall for stopping the drugs from pouring in. Uh, I would imagine that the people in the room, both Democrat and Republican, uh, I really believe they're going to come up with a solution to the DACA problem, which has been going on for a long time. Yeah, they're going to and be maybe able to beyond stay. that immigration as mm-hmm. a whole. Yeah, but any solution Amnesty. has to include the wall because without the wall, it all doesn't work. I, you know, okay, he's back on the wall there, and he didn't say we're not going to build a two thousand mile wall, but he did the day before that. Yeah, wait, and Kellyanne was on with Cuomo hours after that. Did she not see that press conference? I don't know. What is happening? It, it Reality doesn't mean anything to Kellyanne Conway. That's true. You know what's fascinating, too? She started out on the Ted Cruz campaign. Oh. <laughs> How did she become unreasonably, unequivocally, unconditionally about Trump and everything he says? You can't even... You can't even say, okay, he misspoke there. Like every president spokesman has done since the dawn of time, he misspoke there. That's not what he meant. They won't even they won't even go give you that he said it. They will deny. <laughs> they will de- take it to the wall that he didn't even say it, that he hasn't changed his viewpoint. That's uh, <laughs> there may be a standing rule in the West Wing, or I'm sorry, in the White House, uh, just among all of the different departments that no matter what the explanation is, the president did not make a mistake. The president never misspeaks. The pre- yeah, he like doesn't. It literally, he it doesn't may be day speak. one, you know, your, your intro into uh, working there. Yes. You're not going to work with him if you say he makes yeah. mistakes because I don't, I don't think he won't have that. That's like, that's you like, can't say he made a mistake. That is orientation. The and guy wants us to believe that he's infallible. I don't. I, well, we only we know there's only one world leader that's infallible, and he lives in North Korea, <laughs> right? It can only be one. Yeah, is he as infallible as his dad was that golfed yeah. the uh, 18 on an 18 hole golf holes, course? Yeah, yeah. hole in one on every hole. That's pretty impressive. That's a, look. It's not bad for a beginner. He that was his first time out. Was it? Yeah, he's a natural. Yeah. Uh, yes. What's what do you think is more impressive? Scoring at 18 in a round of golf. Okay. Or capturing that unicorn they got. That's tough. Um, I don't know how golf. difficult it is to capture a unicorn. Since they don't exist, I would say very <laughs> difficult. So maybe that's even more wow. impressive. You know what? You might have sold me. I was yeah. leaning toward golf. Yeah. Well, whose who's show is it? Uh, you just found out <laughs> whose why. Whose name's on the okay. door? <laughs> <laughs> Cosmo Hurts Kids is on a mission. The founder of this movement is Victoria Hurst and her family owns, publishes Cosmopolitan Magazine, the Hearst Corporation. But she believes Cosmo has pornography in it that's harmful to children. If You know, you might think, oh, come on, it's just Cosmo. Uh, here's a, an example. Eight reasons you should rethink your stance on cheating. <laughs> Psychotherapist and relation expert Esther Peril thinks we'd be a lot better off if we weren't so hard on infidelity. <laughs> just one of the many. And then the, you get to see the, the half-naked uh, woman on there that's about to cheat on her husband. That's just one of the many articles your children can enjoy if they have access to Cosmo. 
We're not trying to stop their free speech. She doesn't want to edit the magazine. She doesn't want to censor it. She just wants states' material harmful to minor laws applied to Cosmos. So if a child goes in there and tries to buy it, anybody under 18, they can't. Makes sense to me? If it makes sense to you, go visit CosmoHurtsKids.com. Find out how you can get involved. That's CosmoHurtsKids.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. On the Blaze Radio Network. Triple A nine hundred thirty three ninety three Pat Gray unleashed. Despite the problems that Twitter has with shadow banning and whatever, we still continue to get great tweets <laughs> <laughs> at Pat Unleashed. Morgan sixty five five thirty six says I would I would comment something snarky about Twitter and their banning of conservative thought, but I don't want to be banned. <laughs> uh, Mike Hermanet says so. For example, if I were to say that Glenn Beck, Pat Unleashed, World of Stew. Our best friends with Jeffy, would that be considered libel? Oh, yeah. oh, you kidding me? Right. That's the best example of all. You'd be in court before the end of the business day. Yeah. From Jeremy M. Benson. <laughs> this is a longtime listener. <laughs> Didn't you used to play the Blue Bell ice cream song back in Houston when things became too crazy? Remember that? Uh-huh. Yeah. Keith was there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, we, yes, we did. Oh, the good old However, uh, on a national level, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Bluebell's only in uh, no. like 22 states, mm. but and they don't use that jingle anymore, so I don't know what if people would recognize it. It was the reason I did that was because it was so cheesy and so calming. Mm-hmm. Bluebell homemade ice cream, yeah, what a perfect way to say, hey, have yourself a Bluebell country day, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was to bring world peace, right? And uh, for me, it's the master's theme on CBS, so I totally am with you, right. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe we bring that back. I think so. I Maybe. Mean, right? Uh, Maybe. Now that it's been mentioned, that's not a bad idea. I mean, actually. that was the good old days back, you know, when we were just talking about terror attacks. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. It seemed like, like, well, honestly, that was a more simpler time right after 9-11 than today. It was. I, I just, it was. <sighs> because we weren't doing it to ourselves. Somebody else, you got an outside force doing it, to, which united us. Now when it's inside... Uh, it's it's a great book called An Enemy Hath Done This. Hmm. Uh, you should read it. Okay. And Ezra Tapp Benson. Oh, yes. yes. He's a great thinker. In 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 total uh, transparency, mm-hmm. LDS church leader. Yeah. I'm obviously LDS. Mm-hmm. But he was also uh, agricultural secretary for the United States of America. Sure was. He made some predictions that totally came true. <sighs> Man, like crazy. Um, yeah, and a, a huge patriot mm-hmm. knows he knew what was going on. He saw it coming clear back in the 40s and 50s and wrote about it. Yeah. Uh, and his point is, you know, if America is ever brought down, it's going to come down from within. Mm-hmm. No outside force is going to be able to do that to us. By the way, I have a uh, map of what is uh, called uh, Bluebell Country. Oh, there it is. Oh, look so- at that. Your bluebell country is. We don't go very far north. The southern United States, um, yeah. parts of Colorado, Arizona, and hey, coming on March twelfth, 
Mm-hmm. Good news to northern New Mexico and the state of Indiana. Nice. Bluebell country is going to be expanding into your part of the world. Bluebell is one of the best ice creams in the country. Uh, for my money, the best. But it it dominates in Texas like you can't believe. Mm-hmm. How many different ice cream brands are there? Uh, 30? <clears throat> in Texas, in Dallas, Bluebell has, if I remember correctly, a 68 68- percent share of the market wow 68 percent of the ice cream sold here is bluebell mm. and it's the same in almost every market that you can find bluebell it's mm. it's a pretty amazing Lots product of fun flavors and they overcame that dumb uh the listeria flavor? yeah the listeria thing yeah uh trav watkins writes uh by the way that's not snow it's mm. ash from everything burning because of global warming <laughs> i love Good that job. well according to you know, the smartest man in the world, Stephen Hawking. Hmm. Uh, we've reached the tipping point, and because Trump pulled out of the Paris Accord, 482 degrees Fahrenheit is, is in our future. <sighs> Thanks a lot, Donald Trump. Thanks. Ian in New York, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, guys. Uh, hey. I'd just like to bring up uh, that Trump, you just misunderstood. No bill is getting through Raul Labrador or Bob Goodlatte, who he said is going to bring a bill up. And he mentioned Kate's law and, and this and that. So what gets to Trump or doesn't get to Trump? Because everybody didn't hear Trump, I guess, because people were talking over a couple of people. He said if it doesn't get done, it doesn't get done. Like he said, no wall, no DACA. So just know that. He played these people like a fiddle. He contorted the Democrats into the room. Because remember, he's a Nazi or is he a Russian spy? You know, he colluded. But yet they're at mm-hmm. the table with him. And he looked like the most civil in the whole bunch by letting you see how sausage is made so make no mistake nothing's getting out of the house to get to him to sign i'm confused ian because he said he would sign whatever they bring him so how how is that a master strategy that's a master strategy because because it is not coming out of the house without everything attached to it well you i'll I'll make you and i'm not a betting man but i bet my life on this if it came out of the house with the dock a clean bill he will not sign it. You understand what I'm saying? Bob Goodlatte, it's not getting out of the House without that stuff. There just won't be a bill that goes to the Senate. I, I just don't. I, okay. I mean, if yeah, that, I don't, fine. I, I don't buy that. But he, I, he told them that he brought the Democrats in to this, to this meeting because they've got great ideas and he trusts them and he respects them. So, Like a fiddle. All of their nonsense is going to be taken into consideration. Who do you trust so much on the Republican side that they're going to stop this? Oh, absolutely. You do. Absol- absolute 100%. Really? Wow, you tr- you have that kind of get out of the house. You have that kind of You have that kind of faith in the Republicans in the house? Do you really? Uh, oh, oh, let me, let me I, again, I'm not a betting man, but uh you know, I, believe me, Herbert Bayard Swope won a Pulitzer Prize. He was my grandma's uncle. He ran the world newspaper for Joseph Pulitzer before he died and his sons took it over. I, maybe I got insight and I could see through whether it's fake news or just what Trump meant, because I also not only a licensed Coast Guard captain for 16 years, merchant marine officer, uh-huh. I also run a construction company in mm-hmm. New York on Long Island. So... I see what Trump does, and I've never been wrong with calling it. So hmm. you, I'll call back when it doesn't get signed. Uh, like Dan Bongino hmm. says, nothing's getting done because, like a pawn in chess, they had the House, the Senate, and Barack, and they did nothing for these people. Mm-hmm. They use them like pawns in chess. I know. That's all. I know. 
All right. Appreciate it. Thanks, Ian. Uh, I, I don't understand that. Pat. I, I don't know where that faith is coming from. Pat. Like a fiddle. Like a fiddle, he played him. Right. He played him like a fiddle. By telling them he'll sign whatever they whatever they spit out. <laughs> oh, man. That's not very good fiddle playing to me. Hashtag like a fiddle. <laughs> let's make it. Tr- let's get that trending. I hope I'm wrong. I, you know, this is. Yeah, well, it doesn't do any good. <laughs> I know. I just like. It doesn't do any good. Bluebell homemade ice cream. What, what a perfect, perfect way, way to say. say have, have yourself a bluebell blue country, country day. day. <laughs> Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. We're on a jihad against insanity this week. Oh, we are? Yeah, uh, we? we are. We're losing. No, well, big time. <laughs> <laughs> I got news for you. We're <laughs> being pummeled with insanity uh, howitzers right now. <laughs> and we've got no air cover at all. Uh. But here's another thing that is seriously disturbing to me because it's just changing the fabric of our country now nobody wants any woman to be harassed or assaulted or treated poorly in any way but when you sign up for things and you know in advance what you're signing up for you can't then come back years later and say hey i he shouldn't have had me do that well you didn't have to do that james franco this latest thing with with him some of these accusations I don't know. There might be something to them. But there's multiple, five women now claiming uh, inappropriate or sexually exploitive behavior. In an article that the uh, LA Times published on Thursday, the misconduct allegedly takes place primarily when he was uh, teaching his acting classes at something called Playhouse West in North Hollywood. It's closed now, but uh, I think they called it Studio Four. So he taught a class, he and a partner, taught a class titled, quote, Sex Scenes. Uh, Doesn't that tell you everything you need to know about what you're about to participate in? Wait, what's the title of the class? Sex Scenes. How are you supposed to get from that that it involves sex, right? You'd never guess that, would you, from the title? No. Why, Why, James, are you being so clandestine here? (laughs) (laughs) that's way too subtle i don't get what's happening (laughs) oh man so now some of the women are claiming he pressured them to perform scenes partially nude or acted inappropriately during filming uh in addition an actress violet paley claims that he forced her to perform something on her Mm. on him now listen to the details of that though okay okay so he forced her she wasn't a student but she says she met him when he agreed to give her notes on a script she wrote so she apparently requested the the get-together 
they started a romantic relationship. <laughs> okay? They're in a romantic relationship. Okay? But, she says, and tell me what this means. Okay. Quote, the power dynamic in the relationship was really off. Unquote. What I, does that mean? I was about to say, you, you just asked me... I'm sorry. What the, does this mean? The power dynamic in your relationship was really off. Uh, can we stop with this gobbledygook? Can we stop with this new age bullcrap? Stop it. Uh, we got to call BS on this. Let's focus on actual sexual harassment and assault, which no woman should ever be subjected to. You're in a relationship with a guy. And, and then you come back later and say, the power dynamic was really off. What does that even mean? You did things he asked you to do? Then stop doing it. She says, <clears throat> so remember, the accusation is he forced her. Mm-hmm. Now he allegedly pressured her into performing oral on him. She says, I was talking to him and all of a sudden his thing was out. I got really nervous and I said... Keep in mind, again, they're in a a romantic relationship. You got really nervous? How many times have you done it? I got really nervous, and I said, can we do this later? So wait, that just sounds like you said, let's do this later. Yeah, I want to do it, but just not right now. Well, he was kind of nudging my head. And, I love this quote, I just didn't want him to hate me, so I did it. (laughs) I'm sorry? That is not forced. Is there anyone who believes that's forced? Please tell me at 888 900 That is... Come on now. I, I... You did it? I just didn't want him to hate me, so I did it. If this is... If this is the new reality, we're in a lot of trouble here. Seriously, it's a good thing that there's virtual sex coming because that's the only kind there's ever going to be. If this is what's going to come of actual physical relationships between men and women, and they can come back on you at any time and say anything they want, mm-hmm. like, oh, I was uncomfortable, or I did it because of this, or I didn't want to, but I did because I felt the power dynamic in our relationship was really off. Shut up. For his part, uh, to his credit, Franco is is denying this stuff. He's like, that, no, I didn't do anything wrong. If I did, I... I you know, I want to fix it, but he doesn't believe he did any of this, and neither does the business partner he had in this in this uh, acting studio. I mean, let's can we please stick to actual accounts of abuse and assault and saying I didn't want him to hate me, so I went ahead and did what he wanted me to do. That is that's a different deal. I'm sorry, that's you making a bad decision. You can't now come back and blame that on him. I mean, in what in what action between a man and a woman doesn't somebody enter? You know, somebody has to begin it, right? Either the man or the woman, and it's probably going to usually be the man. So <laughs> wait, why would you say that? So unless you want to stop all sexual interaction between men and women, somebody's got to make the first move and say, "Hey, let's do this," or you know, yeah. touch you in some way or whatever. And especially if you're in a relationship, guy. 
these are opportunists Mm -hmm. looking for cash payouts. Yeah, I think we've gone from safety in numbers to, wait, I better get on this uh, gravy train. Told you at the beginning, Mm -hmm. there's going to be some dolphins caught up in this tuna net, and it's happening. Is that? There's being, there's dolphins. That's good. Yeah. Did you just come up with that? I think James Franco might be a dolphin. Uh I don't know. Is he the greatest guy alive? I don't know. Does he seem like a, a rake? Yes. Wait, a rake? To use a term from the 1800s. Speaking of the 1800s, uh, G.D. Chapel mentions on Twitter, uh, teaching a class called Sex Scene sounds like a Jeffy scam. Sure sure does. (laughs) Because Jeffy's not an actor, but James Franco is. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Man, oh, man, What a whine. Uh, 888-900-3393. Here's something else we're getting ourselves into with open arms. So now we come to these things with open arms, and we're embracing it all. You know, we're worried about uh, government intervention in our lives, government snooping. We're worried about the NSA recording all of our phone conversations. But we are willingly embracing so much. Mm-hmm. And we're doing it because we, we're we not in a situation where we believe the government to be this oppressive. And they're not right now. Could it happen? Yes. In, an, in a heartbeat, things could change. But we're also embracing devices and and tools that companies are coming up with because, man, it's just a company. I don't care what they're doing with uh, with my stuff. So we're allowing Google to do whatever they want to do. We're allowing Facebook and Twitter to do whatever they want to do. Facebook is about to launch a $500 video device portal this year. Oh, that sounds like fun. So they're working on a video chat device for your living room. It will feature wide-angle cameras, microphones, and AI speakers. Hmm. It's an AI speaker. Oh, artificial intelligent? So, speakers yeah. that are artificially intelligent? I Strange. I don't know. Facebook will unveil, unveil it in May, according uh, to sources. Boy, this is going to be great. So we've already we already have the Amazon device. We already have the Google device. So those are already in our homes. Mm-hmm. Some people believe they record everything you say. Some people believe you have to say the keyword before they start doing that. But either way, they're hearing a lot of stuff. Now most people don't care because I'm not doing anything wrong. Well, somebody could one day decide what you're doing right now is wrong. It's not up to you. Now we're getting another one that actually videotapes everything you're doing. Yay. From Facebook, and we're just inviting it into our home. Wait, what, what could possibly go wrong? Right, there's nothing. No, no, it's <laughs> convenience. No, no problem. It just makes life better, and it does. It really does. It all these things enhance our life. If you can say, "Hey, my device," I won't. Uh, I won't say the actual name because I don't want to turn everybody's device on, especially if they're using it to listen to this show. So you say, <laughs> "Hey, Amazon thing, uh, order me a uh, hundred batteries," and it does. And they come to your home in an hour from uh, Amazon Prime. I mean, that is amazing. That's you know, Who doesn't want that? That would be me because mm-hmm. I am a cheap bastard and I want to go and make sure that I was given the mm-hmm. cheapest 100 batteries. Other available. than freakish, uh, anal retentive Keith Malinak, who doesn't want that? Yay. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> Facebook is getting into this home device market this year and you know they're going to do it big and they are. Companies unveiling a $500 video chat system to rival Amazon's Echo. Uh, named Portal, it features a laptop-sized touchscreen, a smart camera technology boosted by artificial intelligence. <laughs> Good golly. 
firm plans uh, to market it as a way for friends and family to video chat from a communal hub. These are all great devices. Sounds great. Who doesn't love this? This puts it in direct competition with Amazon, obviously, and Google's thing. Uh, It'll be... um, A version is testing... A version in testing would enable the camera to automatically scan for faces in the room and then link them to their Facebook accounts. Jeez. So it's got facial recognition technology, too. Fantastic. It's good stuff, right? Are you yeah. excited? Have you already What could possibly one? go wrong? Nothing. Like Amazon's screen-equipped uh, Echo Show, the device will be controlled by voice command and designed for indoor use. Uh, Facebook intends to let Portal access third-party streaming services like Spotify and Netflix. Wow, these are, I mean, because, okay, so if you could then have it in your in your room and you could turn on your TV and then just say, hey, find me the show 112263. Oh, I and see And you don't you have did. to do some clunky search device thing. You don't have to do any of that. It, the the show just comes on. Wait a minute. Hold How on. convenient is that? That's not as convenient as it could be. When's it going to merge with my mind and just know that I'm thinking I want to watch 1122? Why do I have to say it out loud, sir? <laughs> According to uh, Ray Kurzweil, that's coming as well. <sighs> yes, yes. That's coming as well. I don't know. Just a good safety tip. Let, maybe we should think about what we're inviting into our home. How about nothing? Yeah. Just in case. Mm-hmm. Just, just in case. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, the g- really good time to sell your home. Uh, in some markets, probably a really good time to buy one as well. And whenever you're looking for a real estate agent, you don't want somebody who's just in it for them. Glenn and Tanya started real estate agents, real estate agents I trust because they got really frustrated trying to sell their home in Connecticut, and it was a tough process for them. And so they they thought, well, let's find a way to make this a better experience for people. Because a home is probably the biggest investment you're ever going to make in your life. And so you need to have rock-solid advice. If you mess up when you're buying a home or selling a home, that can really impact you financially for a long time, maybe for your entire life. That's why Glenn and Tanya started Real Estate Agents I Trust. It's a network of over 1,200 agents all over America, and they're rigorously qualified by Glenn's team. We look into their experience, their marketing plans, their character. They're big fans of the show, so you've got a lot in common with them. They have your they share your values. If you need to sell your house fast and for the most money, or if you're looking to buy, go to Real Estate Agents I Trust right now and you're going to be really happy you did cuz you'll be introduced to the best agent in your town. Let our agents earn your business. Get moving with realestateagentsitrust.com. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns. 888-933-93. It is Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, This is interesting. Um, According to this research, uh, Donald Trump might be the most libertarian president 
since Calvin Coolidge. <laughs> <sighs> oh, huh. That's awesome. You know, before we um, <clears throat> cynically tear that apart, mm-hmm. um, let's pause for a moment. There really haven't been many libertarian presidents whatsoever. Well, that's really true. It just occurred to me. My, my goodness. Coolidge was obviously mm-hmm. the best in the last hundred years. Yep. No question to me. Even better than Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan was really good. Calvin Coolidge was great. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know if Calvin Coolidge... While he was in office, did anything I disagree with. I, I can't think of it right now if, if he did. Hold on. I'm going to put Pat Gray to the test. All right. Calvin Coolidge versus George Washington, because I know he's your favorite. Yeah. I, I got to go George Washington because he was so indispensable. Nobody else could have kept this union together, I don't think. Nobody else could have brought all these states and united them. Was he not too big government for you, though? No. <laughs> no. George Washington? Mm. No. <laughs> not, not for me. I think, you know, it's pretty tough to beat George Washington. It's hard to beat the founders. The founders are on a different level than anybody else. And that's why they got to be brought down to size. That's why we got to cut them off at the knees. Because we don't want to be compared to those guys now. They were old, rich, white, racist slave owners. Wait, you just, why, why are you so redundant? You said white and racist. Yeah, that's true. I mean, just, just yeah, that's it's the same words, thing, you know right? I mean? It's exactly the same thing. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, uh, just disturbing trend of, and it doesn't seem disturbing on its face. All these Amazon and Google products, and now Facebook getting into the the that line of business as well. All these things we're inviting into our home that can do so many things for us. They could also be turned against us. Mm. I think, you know, it's worth just at least considering that possibility. The government we have now may not always be as benevolent as it is right now. Wait, what? First of all, that's a newsflash. It is now? Uh (laughs) What do you think the founders would think about, like, Echo and all that good stuff? And I'm sorry if I just turned on your Echo at home. Um, But uh, seriously, what do you think (laughs) they would think? I I think they find them problematic like we do even ben franklin he'd probably think it's kind of cool right <laughs> surprised he didn't invent it in the first place i think yeah, yeah just we ran could out add of time. this 240 years ago <laughs> uh, mark in massachusetts welcome to the blaze hi hey hey so i actually have a real life example that happened within the last month so we do have an echo in our kitchen and my wife was asking me my preference for single malt scotch and I said Lagavulin, which is a very highly unusual name. And she told me that, and this is a term she's never searched for on, uh, on a browser. The next day, she was getting Facebook ads of Lagavulin wow. pushed onto her page inside of 24 hours. <laughs> That's incredible. I mean, it was chilling, absolutely chilling. It is. And. And, and just imagine the things that are happening behind the scenes that nobody has any idea about. Uh, this is just the surface. Just so the surface. is it, I mean, did it cause you to take it out of your house or you still have it? Uh, we do, but, uh, but my wife did, we did unplug it for a whole day. Okay. Saying, this is just creep factor. <laughs> just don't want to deal with it. Honest to God. I mean, it, it was so chilling. I mean, and the, and the thing that's a bummer is we use the thing so frequently. I mean, I live off, I do all the shopping, so I live off the shopping list. You know, uh, kids' events, we say, hey, Alexa, what's on the calendar today? 
um, you know, it's mm-hmm. such a useful I know. tool, but God, I know. help us. I know. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> I mean, thanks for the call, Mark. It, that sums it up right there. Yeah, it was chilling and they turned it off for a day, but then you want it back. You want to continue to use it. We've gotten pretty used to these conveniences and uh, this incredible, it's just, it's improved the quality of life we have. Has it not? It's just made things so much easier. You don't even have to go to the grocery store anymore if you want, if you don't want to. You you order it all on Amazon. Just say, hey, whatchamacallit. <laughs> order my grocery list. We need a name. We need to, so that the and audience it'll come. knows. I mean, that is unbelievable. Yeah. I, we couldn't have conceived of these things even five years ago, I don't think, let alone 10 or 20. 20 think about this. It's now 2018. In 1998, the internet was useful and it was, you know, interesting and you could find a few things it there. It was rudimentary. It was. It was like literally our email addresses at the University of Nebraska, because I graduated in 1998, up until the day I left, our email address was a number. It was like, you know, a seven-digit number at mm-hmm. unl.edu. Yeah. Now, that's that, like that's like Flintstones technology right. compared to today. And like you would sit, you would literally dial up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you'd load it up, and then you would wait for the newspaper, whatever thing, front page to just slowly. And it would take generate a, that so image. long. And you know, and I I remember when DSL first came around. Do you remember that when yep. you could. Speed it up a little bit. First, it went from fourteen four to twenty eight eight to fifty six. Mm-hmm. Then it was one twenty eight. Oh yes. And but about simultaneously with one twenty eight, I think they came out with DSL, and then the high speed stuff just went exponentially. Yeah. I mean, it was really Flintstones com- technology twenty years ago. It's changed our lives. It's changed the way we interact with each other. It's and now in the realm of high speed, it's do you want uh, five megabyte, whatever it is, 10, 25. You want business class? I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's within itself. Mm-hmm. It's different speeds. It's If it's you have to wait two seconds for a website to load now, <laughs> right. you're pissed. I am pissed. <laughs> Let me just, tell you. It's like, come on. Me, what's wrong with this thing? I've been on an airplane at 40,000 feet, uh-huh. and it doesn't load for 10 or 15 seconds, and I'm hacked off. Like, right. come What? What is the deal with the internet on this plane that's flying 600 miles an hour at no. 40,000 feet? Yeah. Why isn't this loaded yet? Yep. And what do you mean I can't stream? Okay, let me tell you. Pretty amazing. I'm the worst. I'll be hooked into the Wi-Fi at the house, and like I'm like, man, this is so slow. You know what? No, no. I turn it off, and I switch over to the tower because it's faster than the Wi-Fi at the house. I was like, I don't care if I'm using data. I want a faster experience right now. I know. And I just have no... I cannot. I don't tolerate delay. It's it's pretty amazing how quickly we become this spoiled and this reliant on this technology. First world problem. Again, twenty years ago, most of us didn't have cell phones. Right. And if you did, it was some big clunky thing. Nobody cared about that. And then the flip phone thing. I I just read that millions of people are going back to the flip phone because (laughs) it's very tempting. It is. Yeah, they don't want the other intrusive stuff on it. They just want to be able to call people. I'm almost there. 
But you'll never get there, I'll bet. No. Because you're too used to it. No, because now I'm drugged. Now I'm hooked. How would you bug me eight times a day if you didn't have that? How do you even realize that I bug you eight times a day? Eventually I see Keith, 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 Keith. Wow. Like, wow. I ignored a lot of... uh, And and so then what happens (laughs) is, right, you just show up to work the next day and go, man, what was going on? Uh, I saw that you reached out eight times. No, you don't even do that. So it's like, what's the point of even carrying one around? It's a, it's a good I, question. I, I can't be the question. only person you ignore. Please tell me I'm not the only person oh, you ignore. I ignore everybody. Okay, good. My family, I ignore everybody. Yeah. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. So you're in good company at least. That's good. Right? That's good. So uh, <laughs> you're just as ignored as everybody else in my life, or not in my life, depending. I had a conversation with someone very close to you at the Christmas party about uh, your inability to, um, so, I don't know acknowledge that you own a phone she feels really bad for you who's yeah. that i didn't say anybody by name what well there was one person with me who's very very close to me okay. so i kind of figured it out it was probably my wife yeah and she's she goes through the same thing she's always saying poor keith he yeah try so hard try so hard i know can he's a trier to, can you tell him to stop wait what <laughs> <laughs> I have I have resorted to actually having to call your house phone mm. and get her to answer the phone to we get to you. that thing a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, that and that wasn't even me. That was her. She because we got so many. You know, we got so many stupid uh, calls from from people named Keith that were trying to track you down. And she's was, like, "Unplug the thing." I it can't was mostly the marketer thing because yeah. I don't know if our do not call list we got kicked off of those or whatever. But people started calling us again like yeah. crazy. Hi, uh, Mr. Gray. Uh, we this is the photo studio, and uh, we're wondering. Yeah, click. So we just turned it off because that's the those are the only calls we got. Nine out of ten. Yep. yep. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three in this brave new world. More of it coming up. Matt Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. I don't know what that uh, what the name of this song is. Like, I, really, I, I don't recall right now, but it. I know that it signals chewing the fat with Jeffy. It does signal that. Mm-hmm. It does signal that. Welcome. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How about you? So you were talking a little while ago about uh, the breaking. Uh, no one cares. Yeah. Why are you talking to yourself, mm-hmm. man? Dude, nobody cares. Because you didn't answer. Yeah, I didn't. Because nobody cares. Well, that's true. You know what I mean? So. What do you? No. What do Go you ahead. Do you want to try it again? We'll, we'll, we'll start again. We'll yeah. do it. We'll do it Go right ahead. this time. Do oh, it. great! Because I want to hear the yeah, fat music. No, we're going to do it right this time. Just ask us. Oh, you do want to hear it? Again? Oh, oh here we go. Oh wait, it's coming back to me. The elephant walk. Oh, so now we remember all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> I just, it just, it just came back to me. It's called the elephant walk. That is not weird. Very coincidental. For a segment, but it also signifies called chewing the fat. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. So the Twitter engineers uh, 
ban a way of talking. You know, the shadow banning. You were talking about that at the opening of the show, the shadow From banning. Twitter, Twitter. Yeah. Now, Facebook has been doing that for a while anyway. They've been shadow banning uh, well, people? Well, you know, they... they uh, make I had the impression sure they weren't people, doing that. Well, they, they limit what you see on your feed. You have to specifically look mm-hmm. for feeds sometimes. So if you don't... If I don't... Uh, uh, if I don't look at something from you in for a while, mm-hmm. then you just kind of disappear. Well, that kind of makes sense, though. You just right? kind of disappear from my feed. That's probably. I, how I don't it know, though. Be. I don't like it. You don't? No, I don't. I really don't. Mm-hmm. I, I I want to see what I've, the reason I've forever. You want it there? You want it there forever? Did you? Well, just... I want to be able to go through my timeline and see who's tagging me. Yeah, yeah. You should probably be the one to delete it or keep it. Yeah. Yeah. So of course, again, it's their business. Right. So whatever. Whatever they want. Yeah. Fine. But uh, the, I find it funny that, uh, you know, we've got all these algorithms to censor opposing all the political views, yet the uh, <laughs> pictures like this, the sexy kangaroo, uh, break the internet. And, uh, boy, they, you see that all over Twitter and Facebook everywhere you go. There's and, a sexy kangaroo? Uh, there's the sexy kangaroo yeah. uh, that's breaking the internet Are you sure today? they have it because they're not showing they're sure. it? Okay. Uh, sexy kangaroo? But uh, Follow me on Twitter. Okay, there we follow go. Follow me on oh, There we <laughs> you can still get that on everybody's feed. I'll tell you that. What a world! <laughs> what a world! It's absolutely what a world. Breaking mm. the internet, and you know, of course, I bet you the Vermont paper uh, editor, uh, Dennis Finley, wishes that uh, Twitter had uh, shadow banned his comment because uh, he was the top editor at the Burlington Free Press. Mm-hmm. And uh, this weekend, this past weekend, uh, the Department of Motor Vehicles in Vermont. Uh, are saying that they're going to offer residents a third gender option uh, on their driver's license uh, so that, uh, you know, if you don't identify as a male or a female, you can you, click you, something are you, else. Are you telling me they're going to exclude the other 68 genders? <laughs> yes. What? But Why the hate? <laughs> Why the hate? Well, Oregon, California, Washington, D.C. already offer the third option. They do, I mean, Which means other? Is there, Are yeah. they just going other? Yeah. So... Uh, I think they should have to specifically list each that are highlighted in Facebook. And so funny. the number actually uh, varies. It's in the 70s, right? It, I think it's in the 70s. One of them now, says 71, like one says 51, one says 56, another says 58. Yeah, those are the haters. Yeah. The 50s, yeah. 60s. Come on. I think there are some people who are not accepting some, some of these. I think so too. I mean, we, we've added genders, and taken and away because you get the LGBTQ and then you have the IA. Uh-huh. So I mean, there's and plenty. the EIEIO, right? Yeah, I mean, you have to uh, add those, right? You if you're going to add it to the list, you've got to add it to the list. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I think you just write it in, right? Instead of giving you the option, you just write in what the hell you are. Yeah. If well, you, if they have other, have you can check other, and then a box comes up where you can write in your gender. Yes, that, just write that'd be okay. Gender. I guess yeah. that's acceptable. So this, uh, so people were all uh, well excited in uh, Vermont, and uh, one person uh, tweeted, "This is awesome." Mm-hmm. One step closer to offering a third gender on driver's license. And uh, the Finley, the uh, editor at the Vermont newspaper, uh, shot off his response uh, that said, uh, awesome, that makes us one step closer to the apocalypse. Eh, eh. Uh-oh. People were not happy. What a hate monger. exactly right. What a mongerer That's in exactly the world right. of hate. And he's been fired. <laughs> Hating McHate. Thank goodness he's been fired. fired. Because good. he violated good. the company's code good. of conduct Which and good. ethics policy. Okay. Uh, good. <laughs> right? Good. Get out. Has he been arrested yet? <laughs> if not, get that done. Uh, I'm row. sure I, he better leave the state of Vermont, I'll tell you that. He better mm. leave this country. <laughs>
<laughs> How about the planet? Can we get them over there? Can I tell you something? Mm. There is no room on this planet for people of hate like that. Thank people you. For the mongering of hate and the hate mongering that he is doing, he should be dead. Well said. Right? Well said. Thank you. Very, very we want measured him dead now? response. Should be dead. He should be killed. He should get, get the I've, death penalty I'm for not, what he did. I'm not going to go that far, but off the planet. Okay. All right. <laughs> Well, off the planet, that usually means dead or astronaut. Yeah, but you, you might survive. You never know. So, you never know. You never know. I'm, not, I'm just saying I'm not never responsible for his death. Okay. All right? Just get off the planet. Uh, good news coming from uh, the House of Representatives today, though. Uh, they uh, passed a bill to renew the National Security Agency's uh, warrantless Internet surveillance program. Oh, thank program. goodness. Yes. Let's so keep the NSA, we've got to keep that going. Uh, uh, that's good. Listen, Rand was, Paul was supposed to uh, filibuster that, but he, I don't well, think he did. Well, that's for the Senate. The Senate oh, has not passed right. it yet. That's okay, right. this is okay. the House. Okay. All right, so we still got to go through the Senate, and we still got to get Trump's signature. Sure. Uh, but they're saying that, uh, you know, that's probably a done deal. It's kind of interesting because Trump filibuster is, all he wants, but he's going to, that's a done deal. Trump has done both. Yes, he has. Sides of this issue. Yes, he has. One, he was going to sign it. And then today he said, that's the law they used to hassle me all during my campaign. And the unmasking of names and everything. I mean, he's. But that's, he, he didn't change his position on that. We'll talk to Kellyanne Conway, and I'm sure she'll tell you he hasn't changed his position on that at all. Really? It's totally consistent. But speaking of uh, <laughs> speaking all of all of this, I thought you had her and Congress. That. I wanted to share this with you while you were here. Um, did oh you, boy! Did you see Rand Paul talking to Wolf Blitzer about how he's doing since the attack? Uh, check this out. Watch this. Okay, good. This is amazing. Well, uh, before I let you go, and I know you got to run, uh, Senator. First of all, how are you feeling? We all were shocked uh, by all of the reports that we read when a neighbor of yours, yeah, no you know, punched you and beat you. Uh, but tell us what happened. How are you doing right now? It actually wasn't an altercation. I was attacked from behind, unaware, never saw my assailant. Uh, so I wouldn't really call it an altercation or a punching or something like that. I was attacked from behind with uh, hearing protection on, never saw it coming. I was severely injured at <laughs> six broken it. ribs, fluid around my lungs, pneumonia twice, uh, mm-hmm. pain, mm-hmm. excruciating pain for several weeks, really for more than a month. Uh, I'm doing better now, and I uh, appreciate you asking. You, know, we, we, you, you sound good, and fortunately, uh, you sound a lot better, but I didn't realize as, ba- as significant, as bad as it was. Uh, do, do you know the motive of why this guy attacked you like that? You know, I think no one can ever know someone's motives. I don't know whether See, it's political we or personal. Yet. And you I guess to my mind, there's been a little bit too much emphasis in the media and too much concern over motive and lack of concern over me, to tell you the no, truth. No, that is not true. We're concerned about, well, Senator, know, trust me, the, we're very concerned I about I know, you. but that's my point is, if someone is raped, pillaged, mugged, it should be about punishment. And the person who did this needs to be punished. And uh, whether or not they thought they were justified in their mind, there is no justification for attacking someone from behind, I, breaking their ribs, a, and really causing me life-threatening injuries. But uh, right now, uh, you're okay? I, is that what you, Have you completely recovered? Oh, good gosh. Okay. have to go through more treatment. You just give it up, Wolf. Stop right I now. still yeah. have pain every day, yeah. all day, but I don't have... I had the pain of a thousand knives for about six weeks. I could barely move. I could barely breathe. Um, I couldn't sleep. And so wow. I am better than I was, but I won't say I'm back to normal yet, but I am getting better. Well, we hope you I make mean, a complete, complete recovery. The neighbor... Well, here's what's interesting. The neighbor pled innocent, I think, right? Or yeah. pled not guilty to uh-huh. assault, uh, he did. right? He did. But, but no one can know what's in someone's mind when they... Att- yes, we you can. Know. We want to know. When what? they share it with you after they've done it, you now know what was Why? in his mind. Why? I, we wh- care, Rand. What is going on? I don't that? know. 
But this is exactly, I don't know if this is, uh, this was similar to the interview I saw where no one, you know, no, we don't want, nobody really cares about why. We just care about the punishment. No, that's not true. We asked a lot in the beginning. Okay, what, are you all right? Is he okay? Is he going to be all right? Of course clearly, we care about him. Clearly. It's not life-threatening now. He's in office. He's doing his job. He's been on TV multiple times. We know he's relatively okay. Now we want to know, why'd the guy do that to a sitting U.S. senator? Right. Thank he, you. He acts like that's an absurd question. I know. And, and by the way, we got it. Okay? We got it. It wasn't an altercation. Yeah, I know that. You were just we assaulted. You were just, you were just accosted. We got it. Okay? Because yeah, now, but you're, here, now here, you're attacking his manhood. Why? Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Right. But now, did he not? He just said to Wolf Blitzer that he didn't know whether the attack was political or personal. Didn't he? The, right when yes. he came back, he said say, the guy told him. Yes. Yes. The guy told him. What? Why will nobody challenge Rand Paul on that? I don't well, know. Rand, yes, you do know what was in his mind because you told us that he said it yep. afterwards. Yeah. So what did he say? Mm-hmm. Why won't you reveal that? And you're obviously a wolf, uh, you know. I thought was a little bit better than that, but I mean, we obviously care about you, man. We've, yeah. we were, that's why we're asking about it, but uh-huh. we also care why. Yeah. That's what we, that's what we do here. Strange. Really I mean, strange. Th- think about this. We hired, okay. The people of Kentucky hired you to do this job. Okay. So you're important to them for at least six years. All right. I think your employer has a right to know why their employee was attacked at his home. Uh, come That's on. a good point. Let's go. I can't take this. Stop it. That's a great point. Well, yes, we have a right. I think we, we have sure a right. I think we do too. To and I think he has an obligation to tell us. And maybe, hopefully, we get that in the in whatever kind of court case, right? Whatever happens, because maybe what, if, if he pleads not guilty, yeah, yeah. they're going to plead out. Oh, we'll, and we'll never know. They're right. Yep, you nailed it. Mm-hmm. Oh boy! Until he's done running for president, then we'll finally know the truth. Will we? <laughs> <laughs> Other good news, uh, Ecuador is going to grant citizenship to uh, WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange. Uh, who's been, Ecuador is Ecuador. doing what? Ecuador is going to grant uh, citizenship to uh, Julian oh, Assange. So he doesn't have to stay in the embassy yeah. anymore? He can just he can be anywhere I guess he he'll be able to travel. I think they just want him out of this place now. I think they're tired I mean, of it's him. like, okay, you've been a house guest of ours for like five years. Get thought, out. I mean, you're bringing in guests. You know, What's-her-face shows up with food every now and then and has a romp with them every now and then, right? Uh, the Who, one uh, Pam Anderson, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, Pam shows up, brings them food, yes. has a quick. Isn't that has weird? A, you didn't yeah, read that? No. Has a quick yeah. romp with them at the, at, then leaves. Yeah, supposedly Pamela Anderson. <laughs> I mean, if you're Julian Assange, why do you leave? I mean, no reason. we're gonna give you a citizenship. You know what? I'm good. <laughs> but I'm good. I oh, know he's got. I think leave. I think Ecuador has decided that after five years, uh, the guest yeah. starts to stink, <laughs> and they want him out. Yeah, and we're tired. You know, look, we need the room. Whatever it okay. takes to we get need, you out of here, you're a citizen. We need the okay. room. And guess what? Pam can come to Ecuador anytime she wants. <laughs> okay? Just get out of here. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, oh, man, we lost another another, another musician. We uh, did? Uh, Fast Eddie Clark. No idea. Uh, who that died is. at uh, 67. Who's Fast uh, Eddie Clark? The guitarist for Motorhead. <laughs> Motorhead. Okay. He's the last surviving member of Motorhead's uh, classic lineup. Wow. I mean, we lost them all. We the lost whole, them. The whole motor, motorhead, the motorhead, yeah, no. crew. I mean, team, band, thing. I mean, tell me you're not a fan of motorhead. Oh, I'm I mean, not a fan of motorhead. What? I'm not a. You told I mean, me to their tell song, you. the hammer. Uh huh. And uh, fool, the hammer, man, Pat. come on, the hammer. And you can't. I mean, you, once you hear dancing on your grave, you can't get that out of your head. <laughs>
You can't get that. I mean, you've said that off air. Don't act like you haven't. Born to raise hell and my favorite (laughs) Ace of Spades title cut. Um, Man, that is. Good stuff, man. Anyway, rest in peace. Anyway, rest in peace. And Motorhead fans are uh, hardcore. Hardcore. Motorhead fans are hardcore. So, I mean, I'm serious when I say rest in peace and I understand your sad. I do. A little taste for you of dancing on your grave by Motorhead. Just to remind everybody. Don't you gonna put this in my head? You gonna put this in my head? I'll never get rid of it. Yeah. See? Come on, man. Kidding me? Go ahead. Tell me. Tell me. Foreign is better. Tell me. (laughs) Tell you. Foreigner's better. Tell me. Foreigner's better. Go ahead. Foreigner's better. (laughs) I knew you couldn't. You know, I knew you I, could. I just did. I knew you. No, I heard it. I like. I just did. I you don't you have could. headphones on. Do we you? talked about. We talked yesterday about uh, yesterday or the day before. Remember uh, this weekend when they had the uh, the young boy with the coolest uh, monkey in the jungle sweatshirt, uh, the H and M ad that uh, caused such oh, uproar I and love racist this story. uproar. This is one of the greatest um, stories ever. The mother has now responded. Yep. Uh, of Keep the in child. mind, this is the mother of the child. With the monkey on in his the jungle, t-shirt, right? Who is Coolest black. little monkey in the jungle, right? Yep. Uh, Terry Mango uh, of Stockholm, Sweden, uh-huh. uh, spoke out after the retailer faced accusations of racism over the image of her son Liam, five, wearing the jumper emblazoned with uh, the coolest monkey in the jungle. Um, he says, "Get over it. <laughs> Stop crying wolf." Uh, backlash to the image unnecessary. So great. Um, so. How about that, that? For putting something into perspective. Well, right. Right. Isn't, isn't that great? That is fantastic. That's and so she great. also uh, went on to say that uh, uh, she explains she really doesn't understand the issue. Uh, not because I'm uh, choosing, not because uh, it's not my way of thinking. Sorry. Uh, it's just I don't think that way. Um, everyone is titled to their opinion, but uh, how can you fight racism if you make racist remarks? It's great. I mean,. Amen. That. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. We'll finish up in a sec. Running just a tad late. We'll we'll get to it. Just chewing the fast. A little bit more of it actually coming up with Jeffy. Just wanted to hear the fast. So. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. All right, uh, chewing the fat extended version. Uh, well, I just wanted to get one last things. one last story in before we move on to some other stories. But uh, Diet Coke, and we're going to have a special uh, Facebook Live when this when they finally hit the shelves. Uh, Diet Coke is adding some new flavors: uh, the ginger lime, feisty cherry, zesty blood orange, which looks really that sounds good. And Twisted Mango are yeah. some of the new Diet Coke flavors that are hitting the stores sometime this month in the U.S. And then Canada in next month. Um, but they look great. That zesty blood orange looks good. And their new slimmer 12-ounce cans, I mean, with the Coke Zero Sugar. Pepsi did that, you know, too. Maybe, yeah, I know they're all, I mean, they are fighting for that stuff. So yeah. maybe we have a, a Facebook Live uh, 
with Diet Coke. Quick little spoons Maybe. with the new Diet Coke as soon as it comes out in the next week or so. Yeah. Uh, when we when they hit the shelves, we'll get that for you. Uh, opening tomorrow uh, is is uh, the Liam Neeson movie. I just I can't get away from the ads on that. It's all over the place. I They're know. Really pumping that thing. It's called Commuter. He's on a train and he's told to find somebody on it, and uh, and then they start killing people because he hasn't done what they're what he what yeah. they told him to do. It looks pretty interesting. It does look it good. good. And I saw the ad last night, and I thought, oh, that looks good. And then I realized it was Liam Neeson. And you know, he has reached a pinnacle in my life uh-huh. where I find it very difficult to watch anything that he's in anymore because he's such a douche. He really is. In real life. Yeah, he really is. Uh, he really pissed me his off with all his guns, politics. Oh. And uh, oh you gosh. reminded me of another one off air that I, you know, we'll talk about here. But he just, he's at mm. the point now where, I mean, I can't watch his work because I can't stop thinking about his real life. Well, I, you know, he did Land Witch in the Wardrobe and he was the voice of Aslan, which is the, uh, it's a type of Christ. It's a symbol of. Mm-hmm. Aslan in the movie is a symbol of of the same. Amazing, that's what right? it's supposed to be. So Liam Neeson afterwards, because he's all inclusive and diverse, he's like, no, Aslan can that can represent Muslims, can it, Jews, Liam. Buddhists. No, it can't. What that's are you what I mean. talking about? Just, uh, no, it can't. I, you can't rewrite the book for C.S. Lewis. I was about to say, who are no, you? Are I'm you? sorry, it can't represent right. Mohammed. And that's just you, that you reminded me of that, and that's just another oh, thing to add on. To agonizing, the of, yeah. And I just I can't do it. Agonizing. DiCaprio, I love Leonardo DiCaprio movies. He's so good. He's great but in uh, Catch Me If You Can. Great. Movie. Well, I started to watch. I started to watch a movie with him in it like months ago, and I can't get past it. I just I, I can't watch it. I can't, what was the movie I, you're I trying to watch? Uh, Wolf. I mean, it's my movie. Wolf of Wolf Wall Street. Of Wolf. Drugs, <laughs> sex, yeah. everything I love. Yeah. And I can't get past Leonardo. Speaking it's of. Bummer. Uh, wasn't he's in that with uh, his co-star is Margot Robbie, right? Yeah. yeah. She's playing Tanya Harding now. <laughs> right. In a movie called I, Tanya. They're trying to recreate her, by the way, Tanya mm. Harding. Trying to make her like she's some nice person all of a sudden. I can't believe uh, that effort. No. No. Uh, no. It she, was really weird because they kind of celebrated her yes, at the Golden they Globes. They sure did. And then Ed Tonya's here tonight. I know. So? so? What are you talking about? Abuser? You're telling me she didn't know anything about her husband and bodyguard conspiring to Stop it. to break uh, she was one Nancy of the first, Kerrigan's uh, She team. was one of the first sex tape people, too. Tonya Harding? That's yeah. Right. Yeah, there was a big sex tape with her, but sex video with her. Is there a Not worse? that I ever watched it but, uh, more it, than 10 times. Is there an, a more incongruous <laughs> cast than Margot Robbie as Tonya Harding? I know. They're not even the same species. So <laughs> what are you doing? Wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. You just talked about how they're trying to make over, remake they sure Tonya Harding. That makes sense because I just saw a headline, didn't click on it, Tonya Harding on... Um, on uh, they're trying to fix her. Yeah. yeah. He said, I just loved her smile. Nancy Kerrigan, she had the greatest smile and was mesmerized, whatever yeah. it was. And I just, I just like, okay, whatever. That's weird. No and problem, you say criminal. This, yeah. What in the world? Everything. I don't understand. Strange. It really strange. strange now, I'm willing effort. to see the movie, but I'm almost not willing to because it makes me think that if they're trying to make her into a good yeah. person, the, the, whole, the, the movie itself is going to, mm-hmm. yeah, the movie itself is going to be, I don't know, not what really happened. Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't and know. And I know it's a movie. I got it. I'm supposed to just believe, and I do, and I love I love different angles of movies, and I, and I appreciate it. But I just, 
sometimes if it's based on a true story, let's base it closer to the truth than not. They don't. No, they do not. <laughs> they don't. No, they do not. As a rule, they, <laughs> they just they are not interested I in I that. That's very difficult. Uh, 888-933-93. Have you seen the, the, the attacks on James Franco? And, and Yes. And the details on it? More coming out against James, though, right? I Well... I have yet to see something that I consider really actual sexual oh, okay. assault. I just saw some of the. Some One of, of them the was in a relationship with him. What? And he asked her for a certain uh, per- performance, right? On him, and uh, of course you're gonna, she if didn't you're in want a relationship. To, what are you supposed to do? Not ask? Right. Well, yeah. Isn't that the thing? If you're in a sexual romantic relationship with somebody, somebody's got to instigate to ask, that, right? Yes. Yes. So he did. She didn't want him to hate him, so she did. Well, she didn't want him to hate, to hate her, her, so she did it. Well, I'm that's sorry, not that's harassment. Just, that's just your, your decision that you now regret. I'm just, I'm really tired of that's, this. Really, that's tired kind of, of it. agonizing. Yeah, it yeah, is. very agonizing. Yeah, this is the this. These are the dolphins getting caught in the tuna net. That's what's happening right now. Yes, and it needs to stop. Good luck. Also, we got to talk about this uh, spanking issue with uh, uh, with Kelly Clarkson. She's being resoundly attacked by the left because she admitted to spanking her kids. What? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so. I mean, everybody has spanked their kids in some form. I don't know about everybody, shape. but many have. Well, I mean, okay, but yeah. in some shape or form. I'm not, I'm not saying over-the-knee spanking, mm-hmm. but a little kid in a diaper doing something wrong, you whack the butt. I, you know, that's a spanking. Mm-hmm. I mean, technically, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's the dolphins getting caught in the net with the <laughs> yes. tuna. Yes. But it's still spanking, mm-hmm. right? So if someone were to say, do you ever spank your kids? Well, yeah. I mean, I slap them on the butt when they're doing something wrong. I, for all of these things now, because of the environment we're in, the answer is no for everything. Uh, right. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. Didn't do that. I don't even know what you're talking about. Spanking? What is that that's, again? I've been a big fan <laughs> of denials. <laughs> Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. On the Blaze Radio Network. Told you at the beginning of the show that there was just a ton of stuff to cover. And there's still so much we haven't gotten to. Uh, This is agonizing. Do you know what the Rooney rule is in the NFL? Stop it. It's, It's the rule that for every job opening, for every coaching job that's opened, you must interview at least one black person for that job. Or front office executive. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter <laughs> whether you have any candidates that you might you might have somebody in mind for the job. Like oh, I don't know, the Oakland Raiders did. Well, you you still have to go through the process apparently, and and uh, so the Fritz Pollard Alliance's council, it, whoever the Fritz Pollard Alliance is, they're coming after the Oakland Raiders because they just hired John Gruden. And signed him to a hundred million plus contract over ten years, and they write, "We are deeply concerned by reports that the Oakland Raiders owner Mark Davis came to an agreement with John Gruden about him becoming the Raiders' next head coach, 
before interviewing any candidates of color. So you have to go through a sham, even Mm -hmm. though you know the guy you want. Yeah. Whether it's black or white, you know the man you want, and you just hire him, period, without wasting time or getting anybody else's hopes up or whatever. You can't do that. Talk about insulting. Unbelievable. We want you to fly out here. Spend time with us. We're going to act like we like you. Mm-hmm. We're going to act like you have a chance time. at this when you don't. Time away from your family to come out here for Ridiculous. this sham interview, and we've already decided who we want, all so that we can please the gods of social justice. Screw you. Uh, they say, as soon as we learned of the reports, we formally requested that the NFL thoroughly investigate the matter to conclusively determine whether the Rooney rule was violated, and if it was violated, impose an appropriate punishment. What what would that be? Uh, That is... It would be to make John Gruden denounce his whiteness, I think. Probably. The Fritz Pollard Alliance is dedicated to promoting diversity and equality of job opportunity in the coaching front office and scouting staffs of NFL teams. What a... What a wonderful group. What a wonderful, wonderful story and a wonderful group. Uh, 888-900-3393. White people on the Fritz Pollard Alliance Council. I I, I would love to know the answer to that. Google image time. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of football, kind of interesting because obviously Alabama Alabama won the national championship. But you've got another team who's claiming they did. uh, The University of Central Florida. Mm -hmm. Why would they claim that? Well, because they were unbeaten, thirteen and zero, the only the only team in college football at that level that was unbeaten, and they beat the team that beat two both of the teams in the national championship game. So, one sports writer actually voted for them to be number one, even though sports writers have agreed in advance the winner of the playoff system is who they'll vote for. This guy went against that and voted for UCF. Uh, to be number one in the final poll, followed by Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, and Oklahoma. But in the actual official polls, uh, UCF finished seventh. How can that be? Yeah, and I don't know. Is the AP, our writers, do they have to do with the BCS, or is that just the BCS uh, committee has to? It seemed like it. It it seemed like they had all the sports writers agree to that. Okay, well, at least that's what I thought I heard on ESPN. Hmm. It's interesting, though, because this sports writer says Alabama did not win its league or even its division. Thank you. Great point. Repeat that one more time, please. Alabama didn't win its league or even the division they were in. <laughs> a small blue ribbon panel elected the Crimson Tide to make this, the college football playoff as a number four seed. Am I or any AP voter bound to the panel's determination? I am not. If I think UCF is one of the top four teams that won a conference title, then it's not much of a leap, not a leap at all, to make them number one. After all, what's the difference between Ohio State and Alabama other than playoff committee's ranking? Not much. Among conference champs, UCF is 13-0, two games games clear in the loss column of any other conference champion. Alabama's 13-1, which is the same record as Wisconsin, another one-loss team that didn't make the playoff. (laughs) <laughs> it makes a good point and of course the one we just made Alabama is a lost one game this season to Auburn the same team UCF beat in the Peach Bowl that's really good point tough to argue with yep the final AP poll I guess actually had uh, Central Florida sixth 
Wow, you put Alabama at the top, obviously. Georgia, then Oklahoma third. Clemson, they've got Ohio State listed ahead of Central Florida. What? Come on. Wow. And then Wisconsin, Penn State, TCU, and Auburn round out the list. Uh, BYU must have placed just a little under that. Let me see. Let me. Let me, yeah. I, let me I'll check the no, others I, receiving votes no, category I'm just for sure you. Sure that it's. Oh, okay, got, I'm looking down to 16. Uh, I don't see them yet, but this is all political, you know. Sure. It's because it's a religious school. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're not 17th, 18th, 19th. They're not even. Wow, they're not here in the top 25, which no, is that's all, Well, hold on. What about? Uh-uh. Uh. You know what? I tell How you did what. That happened. I'll look wow. for BYU in this poll, and you can uh, you can look, look for, for Nebraska. Nebraska. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's another very strange story we should have got gotten to when Jeffy was here because he's an expert on all of these weird things. Uh, but you know what a big deal is now in the world of getting high. For a while, it was bath salts. Remember that? People mm-hmm. would strip off their clothes and try to eat people's faces when oh. they were high on bath salts. Sounds like a good time. Doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and eventually, that seems to have cooled off a little bit because maybe people didn't want to strip off their clothes and eat other people's faces. <laughs> so now the big trend is wasp spray. I, <laughs> this is so bizarre. Okay. <laughs> So they take wasp spray, okay, and they spray it on a screen. Wait. Then they hook up they hook up the screen to a battery charger, get it hot, crystallize the wasp spray. Then they melt that down and then shoot it into their veins. Okay. So now that's So some there've been other reports of people catching the screen on fire and then breathing the fumes. Okay. What in well, the lots of steps? What? That is unreal. So wait a minute. This is not your typical just like stoner, let's go and uh, inhale fumes and get high. No. There's a lot of steps there. Yeah. And that... Uh, None of them seem pleasant. Who None of them the seem... first guy... Who said, hey, you know what I'm going to do with this wasp spray? Well, yeah, what? I'm going to spray it on the screen. Okay. And I wonder if I hook up a battery to the screen then. What? Heat it up. Wouldn't that spray crystallize? And then I can scrape it off, melt it, and inject it into my veins? I bet that'd give me a great high. It just came to you, huh? <laughs> Who thinks of this? That's like opposite ends of the spectrum, you know? Like, hey, man, let's go get high. Let's go spray something up our noses to, you know, you're like MacGyver over here to try to make it happen. That's just weird. They're also mixing it with meth, mm. uh, which led to one Tennessee man's rampage and arrest. Did he get naked? A poisonous product intended to destroy bugs is an ingredient in a drug called wasp. Wasp was in the system of Danny Hollis Jr., fit 35, when he was arrested after a violent and destructive (laughs) rampage. Mm -hmm. Police said he was high on wasp when he broke into a random home on December 18th, ransacked the place, and then attempted to slash his own throat at the family's dinner table in front of a mom and four children. That doesn't seem like a pleasant high to me. No? Oh, yeah, okay. While trying to escape, he got tangled in barbed wire. Then he climbed a tree and stripped off all his clothes. So, yes, it does involve nudity with this as well. <laughs> doesn't it always? Now, that's when he was naked in the tree, that's okay. uh, that's where he was when a police arrived and <laughs> took him into custody. Jeez. Can I go back and just explore the whole step-by-step process? You know, you talked about Piltdown Man, how it was a hoax. They mm-hmm. said they found the missing link. Okay, I want to know the missing link here. 
I can see that maybe there's a wasp on your screen door. You grab the spray, like mm-hmm. a, a bug. You grab wasp spray, you spray the screen door. I want to know what the impetus was for finding wires in a battery once said spray was on said screen door. Well, and once that spray killed the wasp, okay. as you intended for it, and then you think, huh, killed the wasp, but I bet I'd get a great high from that. It would make me want to strip off my clothes, go into a random house, and slash my throat in front of a family. Then I'll climb a tree naked. Hmm, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Really I, strange. I, that sounds like a good time. What a world. <laughs> it, it gets weirder every day. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, a small pebble found in Egypt isn't from around Egypt or, or even Africa or that hemisphere or this planet or the solar system. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, you're running out of options here. Right. Yeah. It's a hypatia stone. It's uh, not only extraterrestrial in origin, it contains micro-mineral compounds not known to occur anywhere on Earth mm. or in meteors and not known to occur anywhere in our solar system. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah, but what happens if you try to burn it? Do you get high off the fumes? Don't think somebody oh. isn't thinking about that right now. <laughs> Hey, what if I take a Hypatia stone, throw it against a screen, hook up a battery? Yeah. (laughs) In 2013, researchers announced that the Hypatia stone found in southwest Egypt and named for a 4th to 5th century uh, scientist had not come from Earth. Analysis since reveals that the diamond-filled stone was not from any known comet or meteorite. Its combined features were unique among known extraterrestrial materials. So a team of researchers now have analyzed uh, the matrix of the stone and found a lack of silicate matter that sets it apart from other interplanetary material. <clears throat> and it, it apparently predates the sun. That's really cool. Hmm. Interesting. That is really, I love little unsolved mysteries So like do that. I. So do I. Spe- especially as it applies to space. Mm-hmm. Fascinated by that. Uh, a little closer to home. Seattle, for instance, we've been telling you about this, or at least teasing this story for a couple of days. Huge new soda tax in Seattle uh, that has raised the price of, it's just, I mean, you're talking about a a sugared drink. Really? Do we have to be this ridiculous about them? Um, they, They have imposed this sin tax now on... Any beverage that you buy that ha- c- contains sugar, apparently, in Seattle, it's a dollar seventy-five tax per ounce. So if it's, uh, let's say it's a ten-ounce drink, it's another ten dollars and seventy-five cents. Give me a break. The price of Gatorade, a, a Gatorade Frost variety pack at Costco, which is usually. Fifteen ninety nine, so sixteen bucks, shot up to twenty six dollars and thirty three cents. <laughs> That's incredible. That is absolutely incredible. Uh, so Costco mm-hmm. in Seattle lists all of this and puts the tax there too. When do you ever see a company? Advertise the price that you're going to pay in the in tax. That never happens, but they did here because they're obviously they're pissed that Seattle has done this to them. 
So it, there's a big ad in Costco that says Dr. Pepper, 36 12-ounce case, sale only. Costco price, $9.99. City of Seattle sweetened beverage recovery fee, $7.56. Wow. So it goes from $10 to $17.55 with the tax. <laughs> so what did they do? They started advertising what you'll pay just outside the city limits in their other Costco's that are suburban. So they put, here's what you'll pay here. But if you go to our Costco location in this town without this tax, it's going to be like half price. Good, good. It's a great way to handle it. Good for Costco. It's also a great way to get businesses to leave your fair city, Seattle. Yeah. Well, it's it's happening in Philadelphia, too, because they did the same thing. Right. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray unleashed. Carlisle, a California man, was charged this week with capital murder after he told his police, after he told police that he stabbed his wife to death because she changed the TV channel while he was outside having a smoke. May I just say that's maybe a little bit of an overreaction? What I would probably try first before you stab your wife to death is maybe change the channel back. You know, maybe that's just me. That would take less effort than killing her. Than killing somebody. Yeah. Okay. And there'd probably be less repercussions from that. (sighs) This, I can't. What a world. Again, what a world. What a world. Guy's 58 years old. He came back from smoking, saw the channel been changed. He asked his wife what the score of the football game was. He'd been watching. Uh, She yelled, she didn't know. And so he did the only thing left to him at that point. He he stabbed her to death. Good God. God. Crazy. What a crazy world. Good gosh. Uh, 888-933-93. This is kind of interesting. Uh, Provo, Utah is the best performing economy of any big U.S. city. Wait. Provo, Utah is a big U.S. city? <laughs> you look up the metropolitan population. This is the home of BYU, by the way. Uh, it's about 526,000. Yeah, I guess that's pretty big. Yeah. But they were ranked the best performing economy among large U.S. metro areas last year as we saw a reshuffling. Um, California and Florida and some others have kind of fallen off. And now it's Provo, a technology hotbed. They've added 5,500 jobs in the last few years. Mm-hmm. They're anchored by Adobe's digital marketing unit, which employs 1,200. Uh, they've also had some startups from BYU graduates, including an enterprise software, software firm called Qualtrics, which is valued at $2.5 billion. So that's kind of sparking that local economy. So how mm-hmm. – I honestly have no idea. I'm not being mm-hmm. snarky. How how is BYU at um, selling out their football games? Like when they're having a down year like this year, do the people still sell it out? Show up? In, well, in mass? it I think the stadium now because they made some changes to it. It used to 
uh, hold sixty six thousand, but they added some luxury boxes, so now it's like sixty four thousand. Okay. This year they had averaged, I think it was around fifty seven thousand. Okay. So I mean it's it's not empty, but it's not full right now because four and nine you're gonna go. Right. Well, I just wondered maybe right. you know people needed more entertaining things to do on Saturday afternoon at this economically uh, yeah. successful place. Yeah. So I figured you know. Businesses. Raleigh, to- Raleigh, North Carolina was number two. Another college town, North Carolina State, is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and apparently they have really good research centers, 75 yeah. of them. Research Triangle, yeah. Wow. Um, and then number three, Dallas, Texas. Huh. Already a popular headquarters uh, for companies like, obviously, ExxonMobil, AT&T, Southwest, Airlines, uh, Southland Corporation, which owns 7-Eleven. Uh, we added more than 50,000 high-skilled high jobs to this area. And, of course, the population here has exploded. 58,000 more people uh, arrived as opposed to leaving in 2016, and that pushed the housing prices up here. Uh, some of the biggest losers, though, the places that have declined recently, Bakersfield, California, Wilmington, Delaware, and Laredo, Texas. Wow. Yeah, I wouldn't. I'm not necessarily drawn to Laredo either, frankly. Mm-mm. Uh, also, we were singing the praises early in the week of Donald Trump, and last week too. We talked about uh, how he's opening up drilling, opened it up in Anwar, or Congress did in the uh, tax bill, which is interesting. But Trump signed it into law, so there can now be drilling in Anwar. And then uh, President Trump said, we're going to open up drilling off the coast of, uh, of all our states, too. So, coastal Florida, coastal California, coastal Texas. Everybody's going to have, you can go out and drill now. Uh, Florida said, no, we don't want to. So, he exempted them. Hmm. And now, California has said, as we knew this was coming, no, we don't want to either. Like Florida, we have hundreds of miles of beautiful coastline. And we have a governor in the state who wants to keep it that way. Uh, Virginia's governor, Tim Kaine, said, um, it's, is it because the governor of Florida is Republican and Virginia do- governor is Democrat that we can't have an exemption to? Uh-oh. So they're crying about it. Okay. South Carolina's Republican governor said, Republican governor said he's seeking an exemption from the proposed drilling expansion a move that will test the relationship between Trump and one of his early supporters. So I think what this means is we can forget offshore drilling off the coast of our our states. That's mm-hmm. just not going to happen. Nobody's going to. And, you know, again, they put these rigs so far from the, sh- from the shore that you can't see them. It's not like they go 15 feet from the beach and say, hey, we're going to we're going to put a big rig right here. They don't do that. They go where the oil is, and it's usually offshore a ways. Do you think that should be a state's rights issue, or should that be a, hey, that's a U.S. coastal waters? That's issue. hard. Isn't it, though? It's hard. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. That My answer hard. to you, I don't know. I don't know. We'd have to think about that for a while. Yeah. Because it's about the country's energy independence, mm-hmm. right? But there are states' rights to consider as well. And what percentage, if any, do the states, I honestly have no idea. I wonder what they get, you know, in revenue on oil that is discovered off their coasts. Um, I don't know. And that's another thing to consider, too. You know, as much as Democrats uh, demonize oil companies, 
How much do you think they receive from oil companies in taxes? <laughs> Without oil company taxes, you're not running the government. Yeah, that's like cigarettes. Yeah. You know, it's like you want them to sell, but we got to act like we... That's right. It's a health and safety well, issue. Oh, we're disgusted by them, but we're going to take their money. <laughs> yes. Uh, got some tweets here uh, from Twitter, uh, apparently from people who have not yet been shadow banned, but oh, okay. may soon. Good. GD Chapel says, uh, without the high-speed internet on my phone... I'd struggle and become frustrated because I wouldn't be able to listen to or tweet you guys. <laughs> Good stuff. That's great. Jack Hole Beer Guy. Uh, Pat, I remember when I upgraded to my 14, my 14.4 modem to a 56K and I thought it was super fast. Huh. Now I have 100 megabytes and sometimes I think it's too slow. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> nice. It's true. And this uh, from Kabu. Uh, DM and DM. Okay. If God himself called Pat directly on his cell, he'd let it go to voicemail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. No? Uh, well, it depends. Did I, was I holding my phone at the time and I look down and I see the Lord? No, I take that call. Like, what's the area code, that though, that he'd be calling from? <laughs> I'm not really sure. <laughs> I don't know the answer to that. I mean, you that. might think it's spam. I mean, give me the benefit of the doubt here. <laughs> Possibly. Uh, by the way, if you want to live to be 20 years old, the United States of America is a terrible place to be born. What? Yeah. That's according to a study published by the journal Health Affairs. The mortality rate from 2001 to 2010 for U.S. infants, zero to one year old, the mortality rate is 76% higher than the combined rate across 19 other countries, rich countries. Come on. I just, this, you talk about flawed studies. I'd like to know the details Who's better? of how they come to that statistic. No other country examined in the study had a child mortality rate even close to that of the U.S., according to this. New Zealand has a similar death rate among 1 to 19-year-olds, but their infant mortality rates are less than half in the United States. Persistently high poverty rates, poor educational outcomes, and a relatively weak social safety net. There you go. It's a <laughs> social safety net. Uh-huh. We're not a socialist country, so yeah. that's why we're rated that way. Yeah, I wonder uh, well, what you got to the bottom of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. One of our countries are just better than us, according to this study. Well, of course. Uh, Canada, mm-hmm. socialized uh, medicine. Mm-hmm. UK, socialized medicine. Mm-hmm. Australia, Netherlands, Switzerland, mm-hmm. Ireland, Austria, Denmark, Belgium, France, socialized medicine. Better countries to be a kid in where yes. they don't have high-speed internet like us, huh? I get so tired of these surveys. 888-900-3393. More Packer Unleashed coming up. The Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. On the Blaze Radio Network. Another cold front 
rolling through the Dallas-Fort Worth area. What is this, the third of the winter? I mean, and, and serious, cold. Yeah, this is a big boy. It's not like, you know, okay, I dipped it to 55. Mm-hmm. It's already, it was like 57 when I got to work. It's, it's 40 now here. And uh, there's only one explanation. You know what that is? Tell me. Global warming. Do, need I remind you what Stephen Hawking just said? His incredible warning to us? We are close to the tipping point where global warming becomes mm-hmm. irreversible. Oh, Trump's no. action could push the Earth over the brink oh. to become like Venus with a temperature of 250 degrees and raining sulfuric acid. Just Climate like Venus. change is one of the great dangers we face, yep. and it's one we can prevent if we act now. Gotta act now, though. By denying the evidence for climate change mm. and pulling out of the Paris Climate Agreement, yep. Donald Trump will cause avoidable environmental damage to our beautiful planet, My endangering the natural world Bastard. for us and our children. For us and our children. 250 degrees Celsius with sulfuric acid rain. Hmm. That's 482 degrees Fahrenheit. With sulfuric acid rain blasting against your face if you're walking outside at the time. Yeah. At 223 miles an hour because that's how strong the winds will be. Just don't go outside. But I do have a question. Okay. I want to know, have you ever seen the sulfuric acid rain? Coming down on a sunny day? Yeah. Have you? No. Well, you haven't been to Miami then, I guess. No, right. Have you ever seen... The fish swim down your street on a sunny day? No. No. I haven't got you're, prob- you're going to, though, right. because it's- Donald Trump pulled us out of the climate change agreement, and now uh, we're past the tipping point. What a bastard. Hmm. Man. <laughs> Trump's action could push the earth over the brink to become like Venus. Wait, did I hear Al Gore sn- slip in there? I heard <laughs> Trump's little- action could put could push the earth over the brink to become like Venus with a temperature of 482 degrees Fahrenheit Wait. and raining sulfuric acid. acid. Hold on a second. We could become like Venus or Neptune's bones. I'm so lost in the <laughs> Greek gods and stuff. What's happening here? So ridiculous. Ed in Pennsylvania. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hey, Pat. Hey. Great show. Thank you. Hey, just these people complaining about oil rigs off the coast that they're not even going to be able to see. Mm-hmm. Well, up here in central Pennsylvania and northern Maryland, we've got windmills all over the top of our beautiful mountains. Dozens of them just ruin the scenery. You know, it's just not fair. Mm. I think they should just take their lumps. And the price of fuel... If I'm pushing three dollars a gallon, give us a break. We need yeah. as much as we can get. I know, I I know. Appreciate it. Thanks, Ed. It, it, it's a ridiculous problem because again, you don't see the oil rigs. You don't see those derricks. They're way offshore. You got to take a helicopter to get out there. You know, you could or a boat, but you, you don't swim out to it. I just, it's, it's insanity. Wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. You just remind me of something. You, you said the word boat. And so my ADD mind just uh, recalled, where the heck is the flex seal that I ordered? <laughs> that hasn't arrived yet. Oh, I've been, wow. Yeah. Oh, I check right. the mail room every day. B- 
because we were going to uh-huh. put the Flex Seal family of products hmm. to the test. I could have done economy shipping. Sorry. Being the skeptical person I am, out of habit, I uh, I don't believe that you can jam a massive hole in the side of a uh, water filled bucket. <laughs> And then just slap a piece of tape on it, and that fixes it. But we're going to put that to the test. So we're going to test that mm-hmm. and see if it does work. And then we're going to... Uh, I saw this boat in half. Saw a boat in half. Yeah. And tape it up. Maybe take it out on Grapevine Lake and see if it floats. We're going to no. have Jeffy do that. No. Of course, no. you don't have to saw it in half. It wouldn't float if it was seaworthy to begin with, with <laughs> Jeffy in it. Wait a second. I don't want him on Grapevine Lake. I want him sailing out to an oil rig. Research purposes for the yeah. show. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not a bad idea. Uh, 888-900. There's not a lot of offshore oil rigs around Dallas, however. We'd have to travel a little bit for that's that. Fine. That's fine. Whatever. He's mm. gone longer. All right. Uh, also, we've got this story about uh, spanking. Kelly Clarkson is getting all kinds of flack right now. She said on a Rochester st- radio station last week, I'm not above spanking, which people aren't necessarily into. And I don't mean like hitting her hard. I mean just spanking. My parents spanked me, and I did fine in life, and I feel fine about it. Oh, oh, the humanity. You you can't put your hands on a child. Hmm. Now, see, I personally don't really, I don't like the spanking thing either. Spanked my first, <coughs> and it, it just, I didn't think it went well, so we stopped doing that. Yep, same with me. Um, And, you know, but there's a lot of people who still think that's an effective tool. So, you know, they they should. What does the Bible say? Spare the rod, spoil the child? Um, so that's a tricky thing when you're out in public because when people are like, you know, they think that's wrong or something, but I find nothing wrong with a spanking. I warn her. I'm like, hi. <laughs> so when you're when you're with your child, she's doing something wrong, you start with hi. I'm gonna <laughs> s- hi. I'm gonna spank you on your bottom if you don't stop right now. Uh, she made it clear that her southern upbringing informs her belief about spanking as a form of dis- discipline. She says, I'm from the south, y'all, so we get spankings. Mm-hmm. My mom would call the principal if I ever ended up in the principal's office and give permission for her to spank me. I'm a well-rounded individual with a lot of character, so I think it's fine. Yeah, I, you know, it's it's a decision you make as a parent. Yeah. And no leftist should be in the middle of that. Uh to a leftist, uh, not only should they not be spanked, they should never be told they're doing anything wrong. You should never say no to a child. Do you know how many times they hear the word no in their life? Well, not enough for some people. That's Thank for you. sure. Not enough. Right. Whatever it is, should have been more. Because <laughs> there's too many spoiled, rotten brats that have uh, grown up with the entitlement attitude now. You want to hurt their feelings then, dude? Yeah, f- sometimes. Yeah, sometimes their feelings are going to have to be hurt. All right. Sad but true. Mm. Now, I I disagree with uh with with spankings at school. Yeah. Cuz I don't I don't trust them to do it Absolutely. properly. Do you? No. It's somebody who doesn't love my child like I do. And I, if I'm not trusting me to spank them, I'm certainly not turning that responsibility over to the school. And I don't trust a school to educate my child. <laughs> I certainly don't trust them to discipline them either. Right. So Right, but there, there's a lot of people who disagree with that. And you look at the way, uh, the chaos in our schools now, and you think, well, I don't know, maybe somebody should have been spanked somewhere along the way. Mm-hmm. She's got uh, two kids, River Rose, who's three, and her son, Remington Alexander, one. 
with her husband, Brandon Blackstock, but they're done having kids, apparently. Yeah, because they're violent. Because they're violent, and they're hateful, <laughs> and they're abusing children. Uh, I don't know. Is it still cool to spank your kids? And, and what about at school? How do you feel about teachers or principals administering that kind of punishment? But see, 888 To me, the school is an extension of the government. Uh, well, it is. So Yeah, it is. No. No. And that's where I am on that issue, too. Um, but I think a lot of people disagree with that. Mm-hmm. I, you know, when we've, we we talked about this, I think it seems to me in Houston. So it was quite a while ago. And I don't know, maybe people's perceptions have changed since then. And one of the things people said a lot is, look what happens to, looks, look at what, hap- what has happened at school since that stopped. Yeah. And, you know, maybe there's something to that, but I think there's no. other mitigating uh, forces. Yeah, there a lot well. has changed in schools lot. since then. Not just corporal punishment, yeah. that's for sure. They were still uh, beating our butts when I was uh, in school. Of course, I'm old, so. But that would have been. Did you get spanked at school? I did not, but I know that was definitely a thing. It was handed out. That punishment yeah. was. Yeah. So at least through, I'm trying to think of the school and the time uh, it was, but at least through the late 80s, that was happening uh, in Metro Atlanta. Huh. Hmm. Ron, where did you go to school where you got spanked? Oh, in Garland. North Garland, Texas. Huh, okay. Yeah, Texas. They probably still do it in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably using, like, choose the weapon that you want to be hit with. <laughs> yeah, you want a paddle with holes in it or a bat with nails? <laughs> uh, that's a tough choice. <sighs> yeah. So, of, of course, you know... I. My guess is there's going to be boycotts of Kelly Clarkson and probably some movement against her now uh, because she's admitted to this. Because that's just where we are now, right? This is that's kind of the shape we're in with our society. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. We're also in this kind of shape with our society, where uh, we've given a. Do you remember when uh, Senator Graham? accepted the award 10 years ago saying that they're going to solve the problem mm. and uh, they're going to solve the problem with immigration from La Raza. And, and he told all the bigots to shut up. Mm-hmm. Take a look at that. Uh, here's what he said. We are going to solve this problem. We're not going to run people down. We're mm-hmm. not going to scapegoat people. We're going to tell the bigots mm. to shut up and we're going to get this right. Bigots. So, you know, people wonder, why don't you, what is it you have against Lindsey Graham so much? I mean, that is Democrat nonsense right there. If you don't think that uh, we should allow illegal immigration, you're a bigot and he's going to tell you to shut up. I, I, I can't stand that mindset. Lindsey, maybe remove yourself from the immigration debate process. Let, let everyone else that can um, not call us names, and boy, does he hate talk radio, Yo. even still. Oh, yeah. Maybe you let everybody else handle this. So now, here's what uh, Lindsey Graham says during a, a press conference uh, on the same topic. I've been doing this for 10 years. I don't think I've seen a better chance to get it done than I do right now because of you. John's right. I'm not going to support a bill if you don't support it. I've had my head beat oh. out a bunch. I'm still standing. I'm Lindsey Gramnesty, Lindsey Gomez. You name every name you want to give to me, it's been assigned to me. And I'm still standing. The people of South Carolina want a result. How could I get elected? I've been for a pathway to citizenship for 11 million people Good because gosh. I have no animosity toward them. I don't want crooks. I don't want bad hombres. 
I want to get a merit-based immigration system to make sure we can succeed in the 21st century. I'm willing to be more than fair to the 11 million. I just don't want to do this every 20 years. Now, we made a decision, Mr. President, not to do it comprehensively. I think that's a smart decision, but a hard decision. We passed three comprehensive bills out of the Senate with over 65 votes. They go to the House and die, and I'm not being disparaging to my House colleagues. This is tough politics if you're a Republican House member turning on the radio. To my Democratic friends, thanks for coming. The Resist Movement hates this guy. They don't want him to be successful at all. You turn on Fox News and I can hear the drumbeat coming. Right-wing radio and TV talk show hosts are going to beat the crap out of us because it's going to be amnesty all over again. Right. I don't know if you the deserve it. Democratic Party can oh. define love, <clears throat> but I think what we can do is do what the American people want us to do. 62% of the Trump voters support a pathway to citizenship for the DACA kids if you have strong borders. You have created a opportunity here, Mr. President. 62% of Trump Voters. Okay, so of Trump voters. So you're not talking conservatives. You're talking about Trump voters. He's not a conservative. 62% of them support amnesty for the for the dreamers if you secure the border. <laughs> that They're not doing it in that order. We haven't done that yet. There, that's never been accomplished. This douche <laughs> casting aspersions at right-wing radio, uh, at talk radio, because of co- we hate his policies. Why? Because he's a progressive. That's why we hate his policies. Yeah. How does he survive in South Carolina? I don't know. <sighs> I have no idea. The same way Orrin Hatch survives in Utah. The same way all of these guys, John McCain in in Arizona, it's habit. That's why. Mm-hmm. You're the name they know. That's why. It doesn't mean they like your policies or support them at all. It just means we become lazy as a people and we just vote for the person we know so we don't have to do any research. But that's what we're getting right now. That's what we're getting yeah. from Donald Trump and the Lindsey Grahams of the world. They're siding with the Democrats. Don't tell me this is some st- fabulous strategy. It's not. <laughs> he's playing. He's playing them like a fiddle. <laughs> mm, a fiddle without strings, maybe. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray unleashed coming up. Pat Gray unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. returns how does mr borders language and culture feel about all this <laughs> just kind of curious how does ann coulter feel about this is she buying into the fact that a wall can mean a bunch of different things she's very angry she is actually going to start tweeting uh, started today Tweeting updates of uh, how many days. 
since he's been in office, uh, they have not started building the wall. Okay, the border is such an important issue to her. Mm-hmm. And she's admitted, I think, uh, multiple times, she's a one-issue person. This is her deal. And this is why she was so adamant about Donald Trump during the campaign. That's why she attacked everybody who attacked him and supported everything he did and said. In fact, at one point, when Trump sounded like he didn't know what he was talking about on uh, on abortion... She said she didn't care if they performed abortions in the Oval Office hmm. as long as he did what he said he was going to do on a, on immigration. She's fine with it. Okay. Well, it doesn't seem to be that he's doing what he said he was going to do. Let's take a listen to uh, spokesperson Sarah Huckabee Sanders from yesterday on the border wall. All has to be part of a deal in order for these dreamers to have protection. Border security does have to be part of uh, this process. Mm -hmm. There's a a difference, Why we want to secure our border, I absolutely do, because the safety and security Mm -hmm. of the people of this country are the Mm -hmm. president's number one responsibility and his number one priority when it comes to anything that he does. So absolutely. You understand how the law could be different than border security, sir. Border security can mean drones, it can mean agents. It could mean more fencing. It doesn't necessarily mean a physical And that's part of the negotiation that we expect Congress to have. No, see, a wall, though, can't mean a lot of things. That's what they're trying to convince us of now. Border security could mean a lot of things, yes, but a wall means a wall. A wall doesn't mean a censor. A wall doesn't mean a fence. A wall doesn't mean a river or a mountain peak. A wall means you put up a wall. (laughs) A wall is pretty simple. There's a defined definition for a wall, and it isn't censors. <laughs> Man. Here's a... Uh, Playing them like a fiddle. Here is a, here's a tweet. This mm-hmm. is, now, I don't know if you know, back on December 29th of 2017. I mean, that was last year. You uh-huh. remember, do you remember anything how, about where you could have been? That was so long ago. I mean, how old were you <sighs> last year? My goodness. I can't even... I don't know. So, so here we go. This is... This is literally two weeks ago. A tweet from Donald John Trump. He's the president of the United States. Uh And he says, the Democrats have been told and fully understand that there can be no DACA without the desperately needed, all caps now, wall, W-A-L-L, at the southern border and an end, Mm -hmm. E-N-D is all capital, to the horrible chain migration and ridiculous lottery system of immigration, et cetera. We must protect our country at all costs. So, in other words, he said no DACA. There can without be no DACA without the desperately needed wall yeah, but two a wall, weeks ago. Keith, a wall can be a lot of things. No, no, no. A wall can be a screen. It can be no. a shoe. No, but see, I respectfully. It, it, it could be air. Disagree. A wall could be a lot of things. No, it's, a wall is a thing made up of molecules, uh-huh. which in turn are made up of atoms and stuff so let's, it could be a lot of different let's say, have, things have, have you ever uh you know had, had someone build you a house and then the, the contractor you uh-huh. know you, you show up it's time to move in they say it's ready you pull into town and then it's like it, there's no there's, there's a sensor there it just, <laughs> and you're like hey where's my walls well a wall could be a lot of things there's a lot of sensors in your house what, what if there's just a guy there standing there guarding that side of your house <laughs> no i got you man and We're we got good. coyotes on one side and we put a water feature over there and <laughs> so those are your walls because a wall could be a lot of different things that could mean a lot of stuff madness
Uh, all right. So if you'd like to talk to us about any of this, this, the spanking issue we were just talking about with Kelly Clarkson or the wall, which can be a lot of different things, and tell us how we're being played like a fiddle, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let's go to Alpha in Florida. You're on the blaze. Hi. How you doing, Pat? Great doing good. To you, buddy. You too. I've been listening to you guys for so long. It's unreal. Thank you. Yeah, what I was calling in for, like, it was about spanking. When I went to high school in 68 through 71, I held a year's uh, whipping for that year, one year, because I had more spankings than anybody in the entire school. (laughs) What kind of... Wait a minute. uh, Why were you such a rebel? What what were you doing that deserved so many spankings? Well, I, actually, at that time, I didn't like a lot of people telling me what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. <laughs> really? Okay. So you're and kind of then, a rebel, and they spanked you for it? Oh, yeah. Back then, boy, you could get your hiney busted for any time you talked back up to a teacher or anything. Instead of, they'd send you straight to the office, and the principal would automatically had three whacks. And with a paddle or with his hand? Oh, with a paddle. Really? I didn't hit so hard where it scooted the chair across the floor about six feet. <laughs> really? Yes, sir. Wow. That's the way they treated you back in the 60s. Now, this little tap you on the back of the hand. Now, wh- at what age were you then where they were still spanking you? Because you said this is in high school? Yes, sir. I was 16. I can't. Im- oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Which, well, were, that's- were your parents okay with that? Well, oh Lord, yes. By the time I got home, I got wh- I got whipped at home for being whipped. You got, at school. You got whipped again, yeah. Oh yes, <laughs> <laughs> I got it double time. So, I mean, did they hit you so hard it left a mark? Did it? Oh yeah, I stayed at times where I was black and blue from my hiney down to the back of my knees. That w- I mean, that would be child abuse today, and that person would be arrested. Oh yeah, they'd be in jail. Yeah. Than they'd be fired. Oh, yeah. They'd be arrested. And you're right, they'd be on trial, and and your parents could sue the school system. Rather than give you a spanking again. <laughs> Boy, well, things have changed, dad, haven't my they? Dad used to, my dad would whip me with a razor strap. Oh, my. Good golly. I think that's a tad excessive. Would you say that now? That That's a little excessive. Well. Well. <laughs> I don't know, because I tell you what, it made a better man out of me. Did it? Okay. Oh, yes. All right. Well, good for you. Appreciate the call. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Uh, wow. That See, I wouldn't... Uh, I wouldn't be okay with that. Mm-mm. If that was my son at 16 years old being hit by an administrator so hard it moved his chair across the room? Six feet. Uh-uh. I'm coming down on you like a ton of bricks. Holy cow, that's amazing. Yeah. He liked it, though. I mean, uh, now, in retrospect. Well, yeah, because it made gives him a better man. call into a talk show about it. It's funny, right? <laughs> that's <Yeah>. amazing. <laughs> 888-900-3393. Hang on to that number. Use it tomorrow, and we'll be back to talk to you then as well. On Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.